welcome to the Suspense is Killing Us podcast. My first name is Emily and my last name is Soderback. Wow. You say Emily, I say Soderback. Emily. Soderback. Emily. Soderback. <laughs> That's good. You were right. She said it, then you said it. Yeah. It was perfect. It worked out really well. No lies. And who the hell are you guys? Um, vote, comma, Travis. I'm Matt Lynch. Hi. Hi. I wanted to do the Schindler's List call when we were doing the Patreon the day. When I say Schindler's, you say List. Yeah. Schindler's List. You yeah. did that? No, I forgot to do it. I did it on the group text. <laughs> Tune into the Patreon. I think that, that by this point, the, that that the Schindler's List one will be out. Listen to us talk about Schindler's List. We hated it. <laughs> <laughs> we really take it down. It needed to be taken down. Our epic takedown of Schindler's List. Yeah. And it's about time, right? Yeah, I think it's time somebody took the starch out of that stuffed shirt. <laughs> <laughs> the woke mob is coming for Oscar yeah, Schindler. The woke mob. The mind virus. <laughs> uh, yes, so it's... Uh, <clears throat> yeah, the, the last episode that we recorded was Winter Blunderland, of mm-hmm. course, and we had we were just coming, re- recovering from like 15-degree weather, and I am currently sipping an iced coffee. Because it's like because 60 it degrees. almost 60 degrees in Seattle right now. But it's also been raining a ton, which is also going to be appropriate for one of our titles. Mm. Oh, that is it. Oh, boy. I, I watched that one last night while well, it was like pouring down rain, and I was like, this fits. Yeah. It does. Oh. It did fit. It fit. And it fit. was raining when I was watching. Well, I mean, it's just been raining this entire week, so there's <laughs> kind of like no way to not watch it without it raining. But tomorrow it's supposed to not rain and be 60 degrees, so what the Higher fuck have we done to our app? planet? What's what have we done to this planet? What Thanks are they Obama. calling the this this river? The precip. Um, there's the thing that they now call the big bad baby boy. No, <laughs> just kidding. It's a something <laughs> river. They it's call it atmospheric river. Atmospheric river, or river like yeah. which is like as of the last three years, like a brand new way to, to call to th- call clouds. Brand new big bad baby boy. They used to just call them like rain clouds or whatever, and we get an atmospheric river like twice a year in Seattle. We now. had we had to change it up since it was just happening all the time. I just I I personally like the new trend where they come up with like crazy exciting new ways to to call weather like bomb cyclones and like all that sort of shit like nothing's new particularly bomb cyclone that's a K-pop band now and a weather phenomenon I think that they took it from the K-pop band or no, something I don't like think that that's true I don't think that's true and then of course you have that day after tomorrow thing where the cold comes through a, a from space and you have to outrun it that doesn't happen that's, that happened that's to me, a moon, that happened that's to me last year. And then there's the moon, a moonfall. It's We're moonfall. expecting a moonfall in Seattle uh, at the end of the month, I think. We're so coming ch- inside so the moon. Charge your crystals, everyone. Charge your crystals, everyone. <laughs> We're going to start making a lot more money on this podcast if we if we become a little bit more like this. Yeah, I think so. By the way, have you tried my new protein shakes? <laughs> they give you hard-ons. There's not that much poison in them. Uh, no, there's 50 million doses of ketamine in it. <laughs> oh, my God. Matt was uh, telling us about. Uh, well, t- uh, tell him the story this, about the this, ketamine this guy. Fort, this soldier Gather at Fort Bragg. Gather round. The soldier at Jesus, Fort Bragg. Did you have some? Uh, it's ketamine. <laughs> a uh, the soldier at Fort Bragg got caught. Got 15 year sentence. Got caught smuggling 60 pounds of ketamine. Yeah. Into the United States from Africa. The average dose, if you don't know, recreationally. Of, of ketamine is, as Emily so so clearly put it, four crumbs. It's actually less than that. It's <laughs> it's half a milligram, roughly. Like, if you were going to dump yourself into the K-hole, you'd do maybe one or two of those. Crumbs. Yeah. Does ketamine come in crumbs, essentially? It can it's, be powdered. It's often a liquid form, too. I you just put know. it in the microwave. It's fine. Uh, wow. You put the liquid stuff in the microwave, and it gets, it gets crystallized. But, yeah, you can you can do a key. That's way more than half a milligram. You don't You don't need that much. Uh, well, I'm macro dosing ketamine right now. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I can tell. 
But that's <laughs> he has, like, he has like a big spoon and like I like, don't fucking know what's 60, real right now. Sixty pounds of ketamine is like forty or fifty or maybe even fifty-five million doses, roughly. <laughs> let's go. Wow. Damn. So let's like, go, everybody. Let's you would go. make you would make millions of dollars. You could spend the rest of your life spending. And uh, the entire, like, nobody would ever be able to sit through a whole episode of television ever again. They'd just be falling asleep on the couch left and right. You, could, you know what you, know you could do? You could put it in the water supply. No one in Fayetteville, North Carolina will ever finish an episode of South Park ever again. I don't think you could put it in the water supply. I think you should put it in the water supply. Somebody get on that right now. Yeah. Did I tell you guys my story about when I was introduced to the ketamine for the first time? No. Well, I was living in L.A. At the time, I was 21, I believe, and... Uh, there was a girl who lived downstairs from me in the apartment downstairs uh, who, who was like, you know, f- five years older than me. and Like a cool, raver chick? Kind of a raver, I would say, uh, for lack of a better description, a scenester. Uh-huh. And she was like, we're having a K-party. You want to come to my K-party ah. next weekend? And I was like, I don't know what any of that. I mean, I've heard the word party before, but I don't. K-party, <laughs> everybody <laughs> just sitting around, just gonna, sitting there, she's not like, talking, K-party? doing anything. And I looked at her blankly, and she was like, ketamine? And I looked at her blankly, and she was like, it's a horse tranquilizer? And I looked at her blankly. And then, and she was just like trying to describe it, and I was like, I, I don't think it really sounds like my my thing. I'm young and and uh, naive. I'm a babe in the woods here. Mm-hmm. If you are having a party, if you're having a party and you're naming your party the drug that you will be doing at the party, you don't don't go to the we're party. Having a, we're, we're having all a, get into a hey, we're having a heroin party. You guys want to come over and have a, <laughs> a weed party? Actually, that's fun though. Yeah, that would I mean be that's fun. totally been done. You want to come over like and have a, it, a booze party? But to call it, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, also, that uh, great. yeah, yeah wait. <laughs> I was assured that they were going to be getting into a K-hole, and I did air quotes. Just have you there. ever been in the K-hole? No, no. Well, this is this is kind of like leads to why I have not uh, had the desire to try it before, is, uh, is so that weekend <clears throat> came around. And I was, and I think I forgot that she'd told me about this. And we had a kind of relationship where I would go down there, and you know, we were really good shit, friends. Shit. Kind yeah. of walk in and out of each other's apartments, stuff like that. And, and you and, walked uh, in and immediately turned around <laughs> and, and you're like, everyone's dead. There, there was a lot of people in there. Like yeah. she was, you know, popular scenester type. There was probably 25 people in there, and there was like she, they had emptied out an entire one of the bedrooms in there and filled it with stuffed animals. Uh-huh. And there was just a bunch of people like writhing around holding stuffed animals. Ew. You know, people in their early to mid 20s. And it stank. Ew. Were people <laughs> she just was, like peeing she, their she pants? She like answered the door and she was like being really weird. She's like, hey, come look at this. And then she showed <laughs> it. And then I went in and saw it. And I think, I'm sure from her perspective, she was like, this is beautiful. But from like a perspective of someone outside of the kale, it was like, wow, I guess I will be staying away from <laughs> that particular Christ. drug. No, it's thank a, you. It's it was not, a hell of a something. To, it was a hell of a thing to see. It's not much fun. I mean, some people really enjoy it, but it, it just makes you not able to do anything. You're just sort of like, uh. That's the K-hole. You can't do anything. Yeah, no. Because you're, you're just knocked out. I, that, that sounds okay. That's how people do it, and then they slip into the hot tub and just die because they can't get out. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about there. No, neither do I. <laughs> no specific reference there at all. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it. But, you know, okay, so going back to the naming your party after the thing that's at the party, mm-hmm. what if you like weren't, what if it wasn't like a drug thing where you're just like, we're having a cheese party. We're that's awesome. A, we're having a cracker party. That's amazing. I think these are great these ideas. Are all, cocktail yeah. party is literally yeah. a we thing. We are as, having as a hot dog party. As soon as I said party. that out loud, I was like, then maybe n- I've had a hot dog party before. Don't have a lemon party, though. You don't want to have that. That's we're not what that means. We're all just eating lemons. That's not That's what that something is. Bad, oh wait, what's that? Isn't Lem- that like a lemon a s- party? I, yeah. Wait, I know what that is. <laughs> you should Google it. No, what, no, do you, no! Don't do it, Travis. Rain, how about a rainbow party? Do you remember what a rainbow party is? Do you remember what a rainbow party is? 
What's this that? is this is don't, a, I don't want to. I don't know if I want to. No, it's I'm, I'm going to tell you. It's I'm going to tell you because it's not a real thing. It's an urban legend. Uh, this and it's, not a, it's like, not a real wait, thing. Wait, can I guess what it is? Yes, you're not going to guess. If you don't know what it is, you're not. If gonna you guess, guess, no. If you guess what it is, I'm going to be. I'm never going to stop laughing if okay. you get it right. A rainbow party is when <laughs> someone like shits on a. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess you sort of. You oh know. my god, you got it right. No, no. What is it? <laughs> All right, I want you to bear in mind before I describe to you what this party is that this is the thing that like this is like a suburban 40, panic. Forty percent of America thought was a real thing. Oprah talked about it on her show. Is it like a gay panic thing? No, no. It's, it's much dumber it's stu- than that. even stupider than that somehow. Okay. Uh, but this is like I swear to God, like Oprah was like, we got to talk about these rainbow parties that the kids are having and shit. And it's just obviously something that, like that, like a donkey punch or whatever that somebody it's fucking like made up somewhere. <laughs> but the the idea is that these teens are getting together, and all the girls will wear different color lipstick. Yeah. And give blowjobs to all the boys. And then so your dick has different rings end, of color. It on has it. like a rainbow on it. That's and, not even and how like, that would work. And, and parents heard that was like that must that sounds like it must be true. Oh my god, my teenage <laughs> son might be getting his cock sucked right <laughs> and then now. It, and then it'll look like a rainbow afterwards. But it wouldn't even look like a like your lipstick wouldn't like leave a. a I uh, mean, nobody. These people were. There's every aspect of it when you actually think it through. Like if you actually think about it, okay. every aspect of it, you go like, wait a minute, what? what? That's fine. No. Have but, a rainbow party if you want, everyone. <laughs> That's the other thing. It's like it's you not really what? that scandalous. You either, know what? You know what if I mean? you you want to gr- get a bunch of pals and put on different colored lipstick and have blowjobs, that sounds fine. That sounds fun. I Everyone's don't even having know a good time. It sounds weirdly regimented for like a sex party. <laughs> uh, and you like, get the you purple gotta, lipstick, and you get the pink lipstick, and you yeah. get the red lipstick. Someone's gonna have to be quarterbacking the whole thing. We, and like we need to make sure we see, we see the rings. You call this a rainbow? This bullshit. It's all overlapping. Also, if the, kids are, if the kids are really adventurous, the boys would be sucking each other's dicks too. Yeah. Yeah. It's just called a blowjob party with lipstick. <laughs> That's what it's called, blowjob party with lipstick. Rainbow party implies somebody's getting shit on, right? <laughs> I think, that in, in fact, I can almost guarantee that some, the only reason anybody ever did it is because they saw it on, like, Oprah talking about Yeah, because you know Oprah talked about it like and then some kid tried it. Well, so you know, like, well, we better give that a shot. speaking of made-up terms, is that like our the first th- movie is called Gleaming Beautiful. the Q. Yeah. A thing that doesn't exist. A thing that doesn't exist except for in this movie. And this, that was uh, a perfect 10 segue, right? Sidewalk surfing cute gleamers. Oh, but before we talk about it, we got to address the whole, all oh, of the yeah. movies and the theme and the oh, theme guess, drawing yeah. them together. Today's theme is Slater Alligator. I think so. The youthful works of one Christian Slater. Yeah. Well, one one when he's a grown-up man. Uh, but we've got <laughs> Gleaming the Cube from 1989. And wow. Cuffs from 1992. 19- and Hard Rain from 2000... 1998. 1998. Yeah. Ten years in the life of a, a person who has had no shortage of experience with drugs himself, mm. Christian Slater. And I'm, I'm fond of Mr. Slater. Uh, so I used to have a big crush on Christian Slater um, from True Romance and Heathers. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of was like not... I was like whatever about him, and then watching these, I was I was a little annoyed at him. Mm. So I, I feel I, like I, I feel ag- like I agree. I feel like my crush on Christian Slater has just kind of diminished. Died, diminished over I think the years. I, I think it's, it's he will sad. return to the east and become Christian Slater. <laughs> and it's, remain it's remain so Christian Slater. Slater. Well, well, I guess this is growing up, you know. Stand up. I mean, I, Lord, I, I have a queen. You know, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Treacherous is the sea. <laughs> Stronger <laughs> than the foundations of the earth. Do it. Keep going. Pretty good. Yeah, I, I was doing a really good Christian Slater this morning. We'll we'll Just see if doing that your stick for your girlfriend at home. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's why she likes you. <laughs> kind of. 
But I will, I, I will say, I had the same. Like, I you don't think about Christian Slater very often, and considering kind of the cultural, the, the cultural. I'm not mad at him. Or anything. No, but like Christian Slater is in Heather's and Pump Up the Volume two movies, and he's the main Pump the, Up the Volume. The main by guy. the way, still fucking great. I've never seen Pump Up the Volume. Heather's is still great. Heather's is still great. I would, Emily, I would strongly recommend that you watch Pump Up the Volume. Is it that, might rekindle your Christian Slater crush. Did that get? I feel like that used to be only on VHS. It only recently came out on like. DVD and Blu-ray. Nice. Good for it. Good for him. But like all that, and then True Romance, too, and all this yeah. stuff, and oh, Slater is still just sort of like nobody, you know, he's on Mr. Robot or whatever, and he's got like, he Sometimes doesn't- Sometimes he pops up He's on Archer. He, he turns up on Archer. It's just like, who, nobody's, I don't think he was that great. He just maybe lucked into some good stuff. I mean, I don't think he's bad in everything. Somebody I, hasn't I, seen uh, Young Guns and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Ooh, Young Guns. Man, we did Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yeah, that's true. Boy, he does not make a strong impression. <laughs> Terrible movie, too. Just an awful Na- movie. Name of the Rose, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeesh. We should find some room for that one. Name of the Rose? Well, I think show. we could do that on this show. That's yeah, it's saying. a murder mystery. I've been trying to come up with, like, uh, old-timey times murder mysteries. Ancient murder mysteries. Yeah. We could do uh, Young Sherlock Holmes. Ooh. Boring. Uh, Sherlock Holmes is boring. No, Young Sherlock Holmes is pretty wild. Okay, I'm not saying it's good or anything like that, <laughs> but it, it might surprise you. It's all about how they're Hot dumping take. acid into the water, yeah, and that's why everybody acid, <laughs> acid in the water supply is literally oh. what that's about. Yeah, um, and directed by Barry Levinson. Yeah, weird. Anyway, With the first CGI special effects. In, Some of the very in, first. Yeah. Interesting. Anyhow, anyhow, let's, let's talk get about started. Let's get started. Let's, let's gleam this the cube. cube. 1989, directed by Graham Clifford. Adults are predictable. They expect you to behave as though what you do today is going to have an effect on where you'll be in 30 years. I mean, it's ridiculous to think that there's going to be anything in 30 years. I don't know what's worse, you know? Being blown up in a nuclear war or having a 7-Eleven on every corner. You want it to be just like you? I think maybe if I had your haircut, I could sell more policies. Or maybe if I had your mouth, I could close okay, the deal every okay. day. Give him a break. Giving him too many. We love you, you know. They don't know what to think of me. Maybe I am as bad as they say. Who says? Everyone. You're different. They're living under this illusion that life as we know it is going to continue forever. I'm in trouble. You got a B plus in calculus? This is murder. It was an accident. killed my brother. You're not listening to me. No, you're the one who's not listening. Does anyone actually have the etymology of of gleaming Yon Cube? Uh, no, they try. But what does he say it is I in the movie, it. though? Yes, I, I have like the finding, line. It's like finding the sweet spot, right? They, they, Surf and they, source. They clearly tried to invent the term gleaming the cube for this movie because kids love slang, and if we can be like, there you know, they're trying e- to appeal to kids. Yeah, I did read like an article about that years before I ever even saw this movie. Did you know Tony Hawk was in this movie, Emily? Dude, Tony Hawk's in this movie. <laughs> Tony Hawk my bo- is my boyfriend told me one hundred percent in this movie. So he has a he <laughs> has a friend right named Yabo. Yabo, played by an. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Wait. <laughs> Never mind. No. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wait, you you guys have seen Hocus Pocus? No. Is that just no, a I have no, no I have no, never no. seen Hocus Pocus. Oh. It's for, they, it's they call not the they, they call the girl's boobs her yabos. Oh no, I've heard that before. This, I have heard that before. The scene where she where uh, little Thora Bridge goes <laughs> Max likes your yabos. In fact, he loves them. Anyways, they also say yabos in Clockwork Orange. <laughs> oh, let's but see your no, yabos. That's yarbles. Is it yarbles? Mm-hmm. Great. 
Well, anyways, Kick him in the yobbles if he have any yobbles. If you have any yobbles, that is. Uh, all right. So there's a character named Yabo. Uh, he's played by an actor who was in um, a lot of. Who's actually an actor, but he's also a pair. Seems to be very good at skateboarding. He's 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 crossing over between mm. sl- like between mm. Slater and Kenny. Tony Hawk. Um, but yes, this is Yabo. Don't look at me like say, that. This is him look. trying his best to. I guess tell you what gleaming the cube means. Yeah. And this is when they're in Yabo's fucking awesome underground lair, which is the best part of the movie. Oh, it's super cool. Uh, You gleam the cube. (laughs) The cube, Brian, he's talking to Christian Slater, is the place that you skate where you let go. Don't worry, it's an intangible. Nine-tenths of people don't grasp it, so I guess you're safe for now. So it's like they basically don't tell you. So blame the cube. Here's, here's, here's what I'm getting. It's like the zone. You gotta get in the it's like the, the zone. The fucking zone. Did yeah. you did you notice that this movie was written by Michael Tolkien? Do you know J.R.R. Tolkien's? Uh, no, no, a different Tolkien. <laughs> I was gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, to- we're not Mike, talking Mike, about Tolkien. Mike Tolkien. Michael Tolkien wrote the player, uh, and That's the right. novel upon which it is based. Oh right. yeah, you said something. And the rapture. Yes. That's Very cool. high-minded. And it's like, also, Gleaming, <laughs> the, Gleaming cube, the Cube. Which he also is loves like, skateboarding. Maybe one of the problems with Gleaming the Cube, and I'm not going to say that it succeeds at this, but it's like, kind of trying thinks to be... it's too much of a real movie. Yeah. And it and it kind of ruins the whole... Th- th- this movie could have been a fucking absolute silly classic well, of the 80s, and it's just a, not. There's a reason that it fails. Yes. It's, it, you're not wrong. It's po-faced, but that's not why it doesn't work. There's a lot it, of reasons it doesn't work. It doesn't work because the skateboarding is incidental. It has nothing to do with what's going on in the plot. Yeah. There's no this this needs point this needs to be point break. There needs to be like an element of skateboarding in the story, like the crime. But they're just skateboarding around it. I think I I noticed that too. Like when the guy the guy who is explaining how to cleave Cube gleam. Cleave the cube. Cleave gleam. Yabo. Yabo. Like Yabo we need a Bodie character to explain to Johnny Utah. Why gleaming the cube I is such a good idea. I think that's the closest idea. we come, but it's just like, you know. Yeah, but there's no like antagonism or anything like that. The crime has nothing to do with uh, skateboarding. It is if like If you're going to make a teen trend uh, skateboarding movie about crimes, do you know who shouldn't be the bad guy? Fucking Carl Malden. <laughs> Carl Malden is the bad guy in the movie about Christian Slater solving his brother's murder on a skateboard. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I don't know what the actual story is, but it very much seems like they had the story about a kid like avenging the death of his brother, and then they were like, also was, skateboarding. Let's, let's let's poochie him like seventy five percent. Yeah, you know like what I mean? make him skate. The skateboarding's really popular right now. Yeah, and this is the damn. This is what's the damnedest thing about this movie <clears> is that this, at least in when I was growing up, this was peak skateboarding. Mm. Like skateboarding was huge. Like Tony Hawk, Bones Brigade, all this sort of shit. I skateboarded poorly. My brother was way into skateboarding. Had a quarter pipe at the bottom. We were. Heavy into this shit, and then they put out a movie. This is like at the time, yeah. it was like Karate Kid type stuff, right? Right. And like, and we're, we're capitalizing on this shit. And then it came out, and we were all, and we were fucking. I'm ten, my brother's thirteen. Like, primo, primed for this kind of shit, and went inside. And we we're like, uh, yeah, pretty good. Like, this absolutely should have ended us. We should have watched. I should have watched this movie twenty times, fifty like fifty times when yeah. I was a kid, and I and I watched it maybe twice. Was no teenage mutant ninja like, turtles? It's just, it just doesn't. They do don't. It. It, there's not even like a soundtrack. This, there's no. Isn't that fucking weird? They, that, there should have been un- like there should have been like a punk soundtrack. Unforgivable. They got it's Tony like Hawk. The they got like things. no soundtrack. They got no. There is. There's like <laughs> there, one there is song. There's a song, a, a "Gleaming the Cube" by, of course, James House. Oh, James House, formerly of the House Band, 
famous country music writer. You made that up. No, that's, you have, if your name's James House, you need to have a band called the House Band. Uh, that's the opening song, Gleaning the Cube. Also famous for eating large amounts of food. He would house. He would house food. it. And then there's a song at the end, <clears throat> Brother to Brother, because there's a brother theme in this movie, by Billy Burnett, who was the sub-guitar player for Fleetwood Mac. You know, these are the kinds of people <laughs> that that skateboarders who are 10 to 13 years old are going to want to listen Interestingly enough, to. though, he married uh, the other, he married Stevie Nicks' <laughs> understudy, and then they broke up, and they wrote a record about it, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, and the music Stevie the- Nicks had an understudy of Fleetwood Mac. Sorry, Stevie's sick. You get Julia over here. <laughs> and Billy Burnett also went on to write a bunch of country music. So this is, of course, the kind of stuff that you want in your skateboarding movie. So dumb. In 1989. And there's like two, you, you hear diegetically like two punk rock songs like that kids are just listening to in the background. It's like an, it's insane. Like how they overlooked this, but this is clearly a movie made by like people who. This is before um, they're just adding the flavor of skateboarding to their crappy yeah. teenage solve. It's like a Disney. They movie. like somehow it's like they were gonna make this movie and then all of a sudden they learned that they could get Tony Hawk and like a few other pro skaters to be involved and then they're like, okay, well then let's include like some more skateboarding. Yes, and somebody knew this stuff was popular, but nobody knew anything about it. Uh, like, this is before they would hire someone who had any interest in the thing. Like, when they, when they would hire just some journeyman hack to make a comic book movie or something like that. Mm. Before they started getting you, your Sam Raimi's or whatever. you don't think or, or, or Graham whatever. Clifford was a skater, boy? <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe so. Come on, can't, think... you, can't you tell by his movie Francis? <laughs> Ooh, he did <laughs> yeah. Francis? Yeah, Critically I love, that's a great Francis. movie, though. It's yes. a good movie, yeah, Jessica Lange. And then Gleaming the Cube. <laughs> Weird. You would not think those two <laughs> movies came from the same guy. Can of course so not. Strange. It's nonsense. Can we also can we also talk about the just the the total absurdity of these kids' lifestyle where they steal airplanes? Okay, and I, like, fly them to I, find out good I swimming pools. I looked away for like one second. And I looked back, and these fucking teens are in a helicopter. How the fuck was it a I, helicopter? I thought it was, it was an airplane. It's a plane. Is it a plane? Yeah, yeah. They they pay the guy eighty dollars to fly him around so they can find empty pools, which is actually real. That. That's what the Bones Brigade used to do. That's what like Dogtown. Yeah, and but Z-Boys these kids didn't do that. Uh, <laughs> the, the kids in uh, Gleaming the Cube. At least it's based on a, th- a real yeah. thing. Okay, I, mean, I didn't know that. That shows but you never, that at least somebody I'm knew sorry, something everyone. about somebody read one time. issue of Thrashin in 1984. Yeah, Thrasher. For, for real. Thrasher. Thrashin. I don't you know. Because it's because it's. Well, surprising. I am a poser. I would never go on a skateboard. It seems like a good way to get myself killed. I think maybe yeah. they maybe just because Tony Hawk was there, they learned uh, they they against their will learned a thing or two about skateboarding. Like, so they had Tony Hawk. They had Mike McGill. They had a couple other skateboarders, and then the skateboard. Uh, the skater stunt coordinator was Stacy Peralta, and these are all famous professional yes. people. Stacy Peralta of Dogtown and Z Boys. Yes. Yeah, very cool. They got the, they at least got the the real ones, uh, and I think and it's Tony Hawk that's subbing S- for sidewalk surfing cube gleamers. <laughs> it's, cube gleamers. it's Mike McGill and another guy who's sub who's stunting for Christian Slater. Christian Tony Slater. Hawk isn't. Tony Hawk is just like a friend. He's like actually a character, which is kind of funny. This is really like um, interesting stuff to me because Christian Slater, interesting stuff, whatever. Because Christian Slater's uh, good dork. He's like he's he's introduced as this like loser near you know near to well, and 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 it's been pointed out that it's a fascinating dynamic that he's his brother is the adopted one. Yes, and his and he's the loser. Like the, they're they're like we love our adopted brother, and then we got this fucking real kid over here, which is I don't, from what I can gather, Slacker not Central. exactly the the. You, the usual dynamic in this sort of situation. The brother, the brother dynamic, the family unit dynamic in this is clearly the thing that everybody is good at. Like that's the part of the movie that, like, it's boring, but at least it works. But and, also, yes. the mom does love to watch Christian Slater skateboard. Yeah, that's he, he, like, the mom. The mom who is like, "Secret, honey, 
No, I love your skateboard. That woman it. is like 70. <laughs> this is what That's pa- why parents they looked adopted. old at the time. I know, Ed, and it's Ed Louder. Ed Louder. Louder. Yeah. Ed Louder, of course, uh, who is in a bunch of Charles Bronson movies, and he has the immortal line from Death Wish 3, uh, I hate creeps just as much as you do, but I can't do anything about it. I'm a cop. <laughs> <laughs> Ed Louder. We all hate God creeps, Ed Louder. But there's like a whole middle period of this movie where it's just Christian Slater, like, and then fa- and family dynamics. And he's trying and, to he's trying to hang out with the, the girl. Lugubrious, like, slowly sol- solving this crime on his own, and it's just... And this, hour, this movie's a... Long hour forty five. Oh, it's very long. It yeah, drags at an hour forty five, and this is like it bored us when we went to go. We were so primed for this movie, and they will inject skateboarding in there. They force it in because Christian Slater will get to a moment when he's investigating this crime uh, as a sixteen year old or whatever. Jesus, it's the feds, and then he's got to get on his skateboard. But he'll have, but he'll have a, like a sad moment or whatever, and be like, "Man, I'm having a hard time here with my." Crime solving, and I gotta go work it out on the skateboard, and then you'll just get like some terrible. He dances song. it off, and he'll he'll skate. He's skateboard dancing a lot of the time. Yeah, which I gotta tell you, he's gotta you, skate it out. It's kind of not very cool. <laughs> the skateboard dancing thing, where he's just kind of doing like little tricks, standing still. It's not that awesome. It's kind of like what's the movie where Kevin Bacon's on the bike and he does it in the warehouse he, like, he does, yeah doesn't he do he does like a weird dance with his bike in the warehouse too there's also <clears throat> kevin bacon in the warehouse in footloose, footloose. which is what i was thinking of yeah. where he's got to dance it, off. Dance it out let's yeah. just let's he's just say christian slater's pulling a real kevin bacon move <clears throat> god i'm so frustrated right now i gotta just go dance on my skateboard Woo! Bump, 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 weep, weep. Uh, wait, but anyways bump, bump, weep, that's weep. what he says I, that's uh, written down <laughs> it's written down that's written from the transcripts. memorable quotes bump, bump, imdb bump, bump, was this weep, helpful weep. Thirteen people said no. <laughs> but all right, I guess let's get to the plot. Yeah, we're, we open with them finding the um, the pool, and they're skateboarding. They 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 have eighty dollars, which in nineteen eighty nine, and that's it's like a million dollars. They must have sold a lot of ketamine they, for that. They they sold so much, so many crumbs of ketamine. And uh, they 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 give a guy eighty dollars to get yeah. to, to, for him to fly him around. They find a pool. Uh, an empty pool to skateboard around in, and and it's awesome. And then they get busted for trespassing. This is where I when I think that the busted. movie's gonna be a, a lot more like silly fun than it is because there's so much ADR. <laughs> like I'm not even sure they had microphones here when they're like skateboarding around in the pool, and you hear people go like right from the onset, someone goes, "Clean the cube, buddy!" Oh, dude. <laughs> and then one one of the kids goes, "Slam time." Which I thought was great. But he oh was God. playing with Pogs. He goes, Slam evil. <laughs> he was playing with Pogs. He's playing with Pogs. And then one of the kids like falls down and hurts himself. And boy, did they. Oh, my cube. It's been gleamed. It, they just really <laughs> dropped. <laughs> His cube got so fucking gleamed. It leaves so a little streak of blood on the on the pool. But then like app- apparently they It's all... Max Perlick, isn't it? I, I don't know. It's baby Max Perlick is his buddy. Is that Yabo? I don't remember. I think that's Yabo. Is the is Yabo the one that has the underground yeah. base? Yes, that's Yabo. That's Max Perlick. He has an underground base. He has an yeah. underground Teen Hank bunker. And he can actually Where did he skate. get that? What is it? Yeah, it looks like a- Is it uh, like a maintenance hatch for the pool? I don't know how it is, how structurally sound it is, but it's fucking sick. And he's hell. got all these power tools and shit down there? It was the only thing when I was a kid that burrowed itself into my imagination the way it was supposed to with this movie. That and the super skateboard that they made him, that he makes. Does he? Him do you think on. that kid has a bedroom in his house, or does he just live in the hole? I, he's got to live in the hole. I don't want to hear otherwise. I do not. I know. He the hole, live in the, the hole. hole. I don't think he lives in the hole. He's got a bed in there. You see, you see him sleeping in there. Christian yeah, when he goes wants, when he wants to get away. I think away. that's his room. It better be his fucking room. If you, if anybody knows that it's not his room, don't tell me. I don't want to. Go, go clean, go clean your anything. bunker, Mister. <laughs> 
His parents, he's like, I want to live in a bunker, Mom and Dad. They're like, fine, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Their son's a doomsday prepper and a skateboarder. <laughs> 16. You guys are going to want to come in my bunker when this planet's cube gets gleamed. But there's a, there's, <laughs> but there's a lot of pretty remarkable kids in this movie. Christian understand. Slater, the loser, is actually a crime-solving, a wildly heroic crime-solver who's Teen also sleuth. possibly the best skateboarder on the face of the earth. He's got a lot going for him. Um, but yes... Uh, so uh, this is how we're introduced to, in the pool scene is how we're introduced to the fact that he's a troublemaker and his parents, right. they really dropped the ball on this whole situation because one kid falls and somehow this necessitates them bringing an entire like SWAT team out there and like helicoptering them off. And the main cop is Stephen Bauer. Stephen, yeah, we're introduced to Stephen Bauer. Poor man. Yeah. Stop <laughs> doing this movie. He's... I want to talk about his apartment later. What the fuck? <laughs> this is a thing that I've been noticing in a lot of movies from this time period lately because I've been watching a bunch of shit and it's starting to it's starting to really creep up on me. Anyway, keep going. Stephen Bauer, my God, he he flicks Kristen Slater's ear. Watch it. This is the story of a cool skateboarding kid who becomes friends with a cop. <laughs> Whoa, rad! <laughs> Play that Billy Burnett song that we all love. <laughs> Um, but yes, his dad's like, um, you little shit, I'm sick and tired of your skateboarding ways. You're, you're a ne'er-do-well, and we like our adopted son who is maybe your age, Vin. maybe a little older, Vin. Who is uh, a Vietnamese orphan. Vietnamese orphan. And he's the and he's the good kid. I mean, he's like yeah. a towering intellect. And he's a little older than Christian. And Slater. I feel like he's a little older. And him and Christian Slater like get along. They're buddies, but they're you know they're sibling rivalry kind of buddies. Well, because the parents love the nice, smart, older one more. And he's like you know he came in when Christian Slater was already was a kid. So like, they yeah. do they do the literal odd couple thing where they live in the same they share the same a huge room. Yeah. I don't, but it's like half dirty and half not dirty. Yeah, absolutely. Christian Slater's got all his dumb skateboarding shit, and then he's like and they, like just like Felix or whatever he's like get your christian get your nasty shit off of my bed Ew, keep it on your side that sort of thing should draw a line nobody can cross in the middle of the room it's it's a big enough room i mean remember when on. they did it on i love lucy yeah great episode hell of an episode i love lucy the lucy show my <laughs> favorite my favorite aisle my favorite aisle the aisle of lucy <laughs> very good it's where they had a good music festival a blues festival <laughs> jimmy hendrix was there yeah that's where he set his guitar on fire yeah aisle of lucy um but this is this is just the one scene in the room where we're introduced to the fact that they love each other and are good are good brothers and and then the uh, Vin is a little disappointed because Christian Slater, despite being one of the top three best skateboarders on the on planet Earth, yeah. but nobody cares about and that. And Vin sort of thing. also it's has a job. Vin has a job, <laughs> very importantly, crucially has a job, and a, he's like a job working for very incompetent people. <laughs> they well, keep accidentally killing people. And and they just don't cover their tracks financially, which is the problem. Yeah, I think it's I, yeah they're terrible. He at catches their criminal some enterprise. accounting like mistakes that are clearly, you know, purposeful uh, booking mishaps. This is Westpac and, Medical Supplies. Let me, let me ask you a question: If you're operating a criminal criminal enterprise, do you get a teenage kid to do the books for you? Well, yeah, you do because they don't fucking know shit. Well, but you shouldn't. But. You know, don't do that. Get somebody who knows like, how to co- I feel who like, knows how to cover shit up. Well, that's true. I feel like there's an argument for and against that. You, I don't you know? think you want your criminal accountant to be uh, dumb. I think you want her to be good at being an accountant and kind of know what the deal is too, so that you so know. that yeah, they I know guess. how to cover I, the stuff it, up instead of going like, "Hey, did you know that uh, this very obvious glaring mistake means that you're doing something legal?" Fuck! Now we got to kill another teenage accountant. And you might have some <laughs> sort of do-gooder. You know, the teenager yeah. might be some sort of wholesome do-gooder who's gonna try to like get to the bottom of 
this sort of thing. And uh, unfortunately, that's what happens. Unfortunately and they, for Vin. And they try to find out what he knows, which is basically nothing. And in order to do that, they use, like, Viet Cong torture techniques on the kid, which is what the, the towel thing is. Oh, gosh. Yeah, Jack Bauer shit. Yeah, we get this stuff. This this uh, to, to the movie's credit, they do this pretty fast. Like we're just boom, 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 and then all of a sudden, Vin is investigating like this discrepancy in his yeah. paperwork. He breaks into a warehouse, gets caught there, and then they drag him out to this actually awesome motel, <laughs> which is right it's by right Disneyland. next to Disneyland. Um, What's the sign say? It's like where Disneyland ends, like something like that. Yeah, I, ha- I have it written here somewhere, but it's like this cool like the- like Got space age themed like hotel. Like if that if that exists still, I. Totally want to stay there. It's yeah, really right. neat. Uh, but but what happens in that hotel is not neat, and I don't sanction that. <laughs> you didn't think that was cool? <laughs> you Actually, think that was rad? I remember thinking when I saw this when I was a kid, I would have been 11, that this was pretty right at toward... It this is. This is towing the line for how much I could handle, basically. It was a lot. Because it is not, a lot. Not specifically then where he like wets a towel and wraps it around and he starts choking him with it. Um, like, this is a kid. It's he's Yeah, I think he's like 16 or 17 yeah, this or is something, a, something this like is a, that. Yeah, a child. And then the guy, and then the, and then so like the one guy is is trying this torture technique on him, and then we and then we pan over to the what's the main bad guy's name? Carl Malton. Carl Malton. <laughs> and Leonard Malton, <laughs> Fam- famous famous uh, actor. I mean, he's been in a million things. He's fucking on the waterfront. Is is he not the guy from also The Odd Couple? No. No. Who who's that? Uh, who's Oscar on the TV show? Well, on the show. I don't remember I who's remember. on the show. I'll have to look it up. It's, I remember them in the movie. It's like Matt Thau and Lemon. It's Matt Thau and Lemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, and, and Tony yeah. Randall's on the show. Tony I don't remember Randall. who the other one is. <laughs> I know. But anyways, uh, he's he's like ta- he's like talking about business and stuff. And then we hear from the other side of the room where the torture is happening. Oh no! I fucked up. He's dead. Like the guy accidentally kills Christian Slater's brother. Like I, I've, I've done, done this a million I've times. I've done this a million times. They've never done. They've, they've never died on me before. Like this, uh, and they, and this is the first of two times where like these inept bad guys accidentally kill somebody. Like they they suck at this shit. They they're bad at the paperwork. They're bad at the killing. Anyways, they they cover this up by um, you know staging it to look like he hung himself. <laughs> the poor maid just hotel. finds his dead body hanging from the ceiling. The scene Jesus. where the maid comes in and finds him hanging that was like Ooh, I'm a, I saw it in the theater and I was like eleven. It was like ah, ah, ah. <laughs> it really freaks yeah. me out and it they, honestly still does. They it's made disturbing. it look like a suicide even though it doesn't make any sense that this kid would go hang himself with a wet towel at a motel. Yeah, Clu- it's Jack towel. Jack Klugman. Jack Klugman. It's the K that got me tripped up. Quincy. Yeah. That's more, it's the K, it's the K that tripped you. You've been doing K. too much K. <laughs> Macro dosing on it. <clears throat> uh, oh, all right. So, um, for, for basically, because Christian Slater knows his brother uh, better than other, everybody else is just sort of like, well, it's very tragic or what, you know, and stuff. But, but like, he must be, not have fit in or whatever. Yeah. I think there's even a, there's even like one of the cops where they go, like, kids didn't used to kill themselves in my day. And you're like, <laughs> I don't think what? that's true, dude. What are you talking about? I don't think teenage suicide is new. Well, it's no Fucking rainbow weirdo. party. But it's no rainbow parties are are, are real. state of the art. Yeah, brand new. That's uh, like the is that did, did they did teens do the one where they put booze up their buttholes in in tampons? Did they do that? Too? Oh, is that uh, fair? I think that is a real thing. That is a real thing. Yeah. That, did, did you do that? No. <laughs> I don't think it was a, a wildly common thing. I was thing. drinking alcohol and putting tampons in for their proper use. Good for you. I just no, wanted to make sure. This happened. This, Everything this, this actually this does turn up sometimes because mostly because it's an urban legend, but it is a thing that you can do. And kids put it in. Uh, you soak a tampon in like vodka or whatever. What is it called? Butt chugging. Uh, I think, think butt chugging. I think butt chugging is a different thing. What? 
Where you just no, pour, it's called cube glue. You, you can't pour. just pour alcohol into your bowl. <laughs> I mean, you can. I don't know. You can give yourself a, a booze I'm pretty enema. sure that the tampon thing is called butt chugging. But, but apparently the, ta- the tampon thing, that will put you right in the hospital because you're not supposed to. Like, that's, you're not that's supposed just, to do you're it? Not that's just to. not the way it goes. Like, the alcohol will really... Whatever like, you're not supposed to do is definitely going to end you in the hospital. Absolutely. Hold on. Uh, but Christian Slater's <laughs> like, I, did I know I, Did we I digress too much? Huh? Was that too much of a digression? What no. the, t- the butt chugging? The butt chugging. No, no, I mean it's on. We're talking about teens in this in this movie. It's a teen-oriented movie. It's stuff that teens do. And there's a okay part- butt chugging. Uh, two reported right, here we go. Uh, two reported techniques specific to alcohol enemas, which are also known as butt chugging or boofing. <laughs> Wait, that's boofing too? I guess. I thought boofing was just fucking. No. Wow. I think boofing is only this. No. I when I was boof- a kid, you bo- like if you were, if you boofed, that's, that was boofing. That's it was you boinking. had sex. D- uh, that too. Boofing, humping, boinking, shagging. There's like three different terms for sex. All right, inserting into the rectum either an alcohol-soaked tampon or tubing connected to a funnel in which alcohol is poured known as a beer bong. So beer bong into the butt. Mm. Enema bags of the sort used medically to remedy constipation are also employed. Butt chugging is my bag, baby. (laughs) (laughs) By Austin Powers. By Austin Powers. <laughs> this is oh I I wanted to get this out here too because because we're introduced yeah, it's to too funny to I am Christian. too funny you're a really funny guy yeah you really are a funny guy <laughs> don't tell my girlfriend how funny I am she's no, like no, some no, an idiot no, I wouldn't I wouldn't, she I, wouldn't, I wouldn't tell anybody I don't that. know how regular she listens but she does not think I'm funny <laughs> I'm sure she thinks you're a little funny well I, I tell her I do my I do my shtick for her and she's just like babe stop it she thinks you're a little off. A little skewed. There's she doesn't something like, a little strange about She doesn't about like my Matt dad Lynch. jokes. She doesn't she like your f- fractured takes on American society. You know, <laughs> well, I mean. She can fix you. <laughs> hey, I can fix him. You really can't. Fr- well, she doesn't. I don't care whose toes I step on is the problem. <laughs> That's for damn sure, man. You really push the limits. Uh, you're like Ricky Gervais. All right, where the fuck are even are we right now? Butt chugging. <laughs> We're butt chugging and doing ketamine. They, they like, think, what the they hell think is this episode? put... Ketamine up his butthole and died. <laughs> it's a classic ketamine because he didn't death. fit in in the United States. In my day, kids didn't put ketamine up their butthole to kill themselves. Says Carl Malton. I believe but it's I, called gleaming the cube. Mm. I did want to get this little piece of dialogue out here to to, to give you a, a like an idea of the setting. This is before Vin dies. This is when uh, Christian Slater's talking to him in their room. It gives you an idea of their relationship. It gives you an idea of a sense of Christian Slater's character, who's a little bit cynical. It's, it's pointed out, but he's like. Uh, Vin says something about like you don't don't you trust adults or whatever I don't know adults are predictable adults and teens don't mix. they're living under this illusion that life is gonna continue forever so they expect you to believe as if what you do today is gonna have an effect on your life in thirty years I mean it's ridiculous to think there's gonna be anything in thirty years pretty good I don't know what's worse being blown up in a nuclear war or having a Seven Eleven on every corner you don't know what's worse yeah, do. Christian. Is Christian Slater in the room with us right now, this is, Travis? Okay. That it's, was it's a, a good, really that good, was a really good, good impression. It's a really good impression, but <laughs> I can't reiterate enough that he says, and this is, I guess, what it's like to be a fucking stupid teenager, but I don't know what's worse, being blown up in a nuclear war or having a 7-Eleven on every corner. Say I mean, that's like, that's very, you gotta choose one, Christian. That's very, like, late punk ethos. Yes. You He's know? very nihilistic. Yeah. It's, um, but it's he loves 7-Eleven and Heathers. Hmm. We all love 7-Eleven. We all love 7-Eleven. I don't really love 7-Eleven. Another 7-Eleven just fucking 
peel the skin off of my body in a nuclear blast. What are we doing? But but again, 19- I watch my skin fly apart like roasted leaves. Just but, but it's 1989, and when he starts talking about like uh, I don't I don't think we're even going to be here in 30 years. I was like, what are you talking about? And then he's like, nuclear war. I was like, oh yeah, that's uh-huh. right. We're right towards the end of like. We were, or at least movies are constantly telling us that at the time we were all deathly afraid of being blown up in a nuclear war. This was not something that bothered me in the slightest. I don't recall being all that afraid of it, although I was a child. But I, yeah. but you hear ki- like people when they talk about it in the 50s and 60s when they were kids and being worried about it. Yeah. Like they actually came real fucking close. Sure, sure. But I mean, this was not something that that I ever thought at all. And I watched no. the day after when it aired. You know no. what I mean? I was like... When I watched that stuff, I was like, well, that seems pretty far-fetched. You know what I mean? Like, it seemed like that was something that would probably never happen because it was too awful to comprehend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Christian Slater's a little deeper yeah, he than was the average deeper kid. Than me. And uh, anyway, so his so his brother dies, and he doesn't believe the, the suicide thing because he just had this, like, long talk with him. And he's just like, I know, he just, I know Vin, and he wasn't going to do that. Um, it's all about family when you come so, to Vin. And so, just like, incredibly, this kid... Just becomes single-mindedly focused he just on becomes bringing his brother's real killers to justice. Baby boy detective, and he finds his brother's notebook. Yeah, he finds a lot of clues. He finds a lot of he's he's actually a really good detective. He's really good, and he gets his brother's notebook translated, and it's a bunch of like medical jargon or something. Yeah, well, it's it's a uh, uh, drugs. Well, he he finds this sheet of paper, and then he it's in Vietnamese, so he takes it to a Vietnamese pool hall. And he's like, can you translate this for me? I don't speak Vietnamese. And, and then everybody's like, nah, I don't know. You know what you're talking about. And then eventually <laughs> he finds some tufts. And then, like, the tufts, uh, I think this just has nothing to do with anything else, right? Or maybe it does. I don't recall. But then it's at the pool hall, and the tufts, one of the tufts, like, uh, translates it and goes, like, it's drugs. But but it's, me- like, medical yeah. drugs as opposed to hard drugs. It's, like, stuff for ketamine. And, yeah. and then, but one of the guys yeah. listening in on it is like... <clears throat> I think it might be real drugs or something, so I'm gonna chase you down. There's anyway, there's like a chase scene here, and he's like on his he's skateboarding away. I don't really remember <laughs> all of this stuff. It yeah, it gets kind of. It doesn't get like particularly interesting. It, uh, at, again, this middle yeah. part's pretty boring. At the same, at while all this is happening, he's also trying to get to know. Yeah, he's trying to figure out what his brother was involved. Vin's with. boss's daughter. And so yeah. So he's trying to get to know Vin's boss's daughter, who is also Vin's girlfriend. Yeah, and which is kind of fucked up. He's gonna try to. He's basically gonna try to date Vinny's ex girlfriend. It's yeah. not Vinny. His name's Vin Vin, like Vin V I N H H. But they call him, him Vinny. Vinny. They call him Vinny. Yeah. Really? Trying yeah. to get me like. Dude, I was like, no, I was drunk. <laughs> I <don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> no, they call him Vinny. Is this um, is this before? I like when the daughter is like, my father will not let me near a boy, much less a white boy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that gets weird too. But is this before or after he's in the car and he witnesses a murder? God, because I, I don't like know. that. I like that scene. Yeah. Honestly, somewhere you guys, somewhere along I didn't the way, really like this movie that much. It's not very good. No, I don't. I don't think it's very. <laughs> and good. I and I feel like I couldn't. I couldn't keep. Like the plot points together very, very much because then, yeah, it, all of the skateboarding felt very shoehorned in, and, and it abruptly like kind of fucked up the narrative too when but, when it happened. For sure, it, but but also frustratingly, there will be like things here and there where you go like the little pieces of the movie that it could have been. Like this movie absolutely could have been a total like ridiculous '80s classic, and it just yeah. refuses to do it. I'll I'll give an example towards the end of just how this movie, how fiercely this movie resists being as awesome as it should have been. Um, but in th- this, this one scene that I really liked, he hops into the the back seat of a, one of the bad guys' yes. cars. Dr- they drive out to this remote area, like in the woods or something like that. 
Oh, uh, yeah. And this is where we get another accidental death caused by Carl Malden. Yes. Uh, but the the bad guy who he's in the car with uh, shouts this at like Carl Malden. Don't give me a jerk off hand job. I wrote that down <laughs> and was like, what? Is that real? And then just like one of Carl one of Carl Malden's dumb toughs like shoots him and he wasn't supposed to. And this yeah. is Christian Slater from inside the car. I kind of like this. PG thirteen again, surprisingly violent at times. And or, jerk off hand job. And jerk off hand job. And then there's there's some racist dialogue towards the end where I was like, holy shit. Mm. Um, but his guy's brains get like blown all over this, this window, and like while he's going down, Christian Slater's looking at him from inside the car as he like <laughs> dies in front of his eyes. Like this kid's having, yeah, having some real day. experiences he's have at to sixteen. Go to therapy. And that's when we get uh, Stephen. Like he he gets away from this whole whole scene, and then calls Stephen Bauer and the cops to come check it out, and they don't believe his his story because all the stuff's Everything's gone. Everything's gone. <laughs> this is where you get more of Christian Slater's dynamic with Stephen Bauer and Stephen Bauer, man, boy. I mean, he plays the lunkhead pretty well. What I don't understand, it's typ- it's typical movie cop, especially when it's like a kind of a kid's detective movie like this, where like the kid is like, no, I saw I saw a dude get wasted. Like, they shot him right in front of me. And the detective is like, whatever. Yeah. Like, that's not like a fun thing that kid, like a, a, a hobby for teens, you know. To, yeah, like to, going like, to the cops and making up murders. And then like lead them into the middle of the forest for for what? Yeah. It's like, does this really seem like like a prank? you should probably just check something out? Like, yeah. sure, I mean, admittedly, whatever, Stephen Bauer already thinks the kid's a punk because of the the pool thing. That well, I don't know why they he's get there. they get they become kind of like a buddy comedy, like a like a buddy cop thing. Yeah, Stephen Bauer flicks him on the ear, so he's got big brother type energy. And he, Stephen Bauer is essentially like a teenager himself, as we find out when when Dude, in the okay, yeah. that he's they go to his in. apartment, and I love this because adult men in the '80s had bikini photos posted posters everywhere. Just a poster, like pinned to the wall of a bikini lady a bikini in his house, lady. like yeah, and it's like in his living room. <laughs> he's a bachelor. He lives there. Yeah, you know, like but yeah, but I mean like. He's cool. Like he's, he's, he's cool. Honestly, he's probably like twenty three years old. Sure, but I mean, that's true. What if a, what I mean, like if a real woman comes over, you don't want that there. What do you think of my bikini, babe? What do you think no, of this? Huh? Pretty hot, right? You know? Yeah, it's but like it I think Christian Slater, a teen, a sixteen year old or whatever, is actually like Jesus Christ, dude. What well, do you, I remember how like you, how are you living, man? I remember when I was like seventeen or eighteen, and we went to my friend's boyfriend's apartment. He was a little older. He was probably. like, 20 or 21 and oh he was definitely 21 and he had he had american apparel ads oh, for yeah. magazines all over his bedroom walls which I, had I actual porn that. stars on them yeah yeah which are very uh sexy photos so it's kind of the the same thing boys will be boys what yeah, can i say it's just very strange and to I be perfectly clear i have posters of bikini babes up all over my apartment yeah, but they're like so really, i was wondering when you were like gonna address really good that photography. and they're vintage they're from like it's, 1950 it's vintage it's really good photography and they're framed they're not just hanging uh, no, i ordered few, the frames there's a few hanging. i ordered the frames <laughs> they're coming but the, but the, and also they're fucking hot, they're really hot. <laughs> there's oh one with God. betty white in it <laughs> angela lansbury we'll be talking about betty white um but that, so there's that dynamic where Christian Slater, who is like so much smarter than Stephen Bauer, it's. I mean, I get that that's kind of part of the point. Sure. But it's also like maybe they went a little too far in that. Where Stephen Bauer, uh, what was the one with Kristen, uh, Christopher Walker, Walken that we Wild Side? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Stephen, Stephen Bauer rule. can play a dumb asshole. Uh, very he really well, puts he his whole heart into it. He has a dumb looking fucking face. He has a dumb looking face. A dumb looking voice. Bullshit face. <laughs> yeah. You kind of can't believe this guy. He's like, "Come on, I'm trying to be a fucking cop here." You're like, he's like subverbal. He's it's just come on, he's subverbal. Subverbal. <laughs> he's just a real dumbass. But and I was 
I'd totally, I'd seen this like four or five times, but I'd, you've seen this four or five times. I think it's when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I we would try to force ourselves to watch it Good because we maybe God. thought that we liked it. I don't know. Uh, I didn't remember any of this shit with Stephen Bauer. And he, he ends up just sort of almost being immaterial to the whole thing, but whatever. It, we've got to pad this thing out to an hour 45 yeah. for some reason. I don't know why. Um, and I also wanted to point out that Christian Slater, while he's in Stephen Bauer's uh, apartment, is wearing a picture of Elvis from Jailhouse Rock, which is interesting if you consider his characters introduced in True Romance talking about Elvis, Elvis in Jailhouse Rock. Mean, mm. surly, nasty, rude. Only thing he gave a fuck about was living fast, dying young, and leaving a good-looking corpse, and I so on and, and fuck so Elvis forth. And so forth. Yeah, yeah, we all we all know it. Um, okay, so then we get to this the most bizarre and inexplicable part of the entire movie, I think, where he's like trying to the makeover. Yes, I loved that there was a makeover scene in this. Did you think he looked better as a punk or as a prep? He looks pretty bad as both. He looks kind of shitty as both, but I think he looks older as a prep. That's true. Absolutely. And more hireable. (laughs) (laughs) I would trust this man with my books and my illegal crime syndicate. (laughs) I mean, he looked, yeah, he, yes, 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 yes. He looked like he was really ready to take those SATs. And the the whole idea behind it is that the the girl, his his dead brother's girlfriend, um, he's like, I thought maybe you and I could be friends. What do you think? And she's like, look at you. He's like, eh. She's got a point. <laughs> and, oh uh, and, uh, and so he and so he just immediately because he is like locked in on this that he really is single mindedly focused on solving yeah. his brother's murder. It's pretty incredible that he does a full body makeover, becomes a prep, full body makeover, full body makeover, and it indeed works. Yeah. yeah. And he shows up at, and he's like looking at her at school, and everybody else is making fun of him. Like, look at this prep, and he's like looking at her, and she's like. All okay. right, but also it's I like he's wearing he's wearing like khakis and then he wears like kind of an oversized grungy sweater. He still kind of looks punkish in a way, in a way that's very in his hair still. a way that's very early nineties kind of grungy. I can't wait for you to see Pump Up the Volume. Yeah, am I gonna like it? I think you might. I think you will. Yeah, hmm. um, it's the, definitely funny though. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's quite the artifact. I just rewatched it a couple a couple months ago because I, I wanted to show it to Lauren and I'll she was like, "What the fuck?" My journey off. Microphone. I wanted to point out that when Christian, Slater, when Christian Slater shows up at school with his new preppy outfit, all of his friends, and this is like a tiny, tiny Yabo is mad. A tiny, tiny little plot. You don't want to make Yabo mad. Yeah. That he's kind of like rejecting his friends or something like that, and they're all like, "But it's funny how like quickly they just kind of go from being like, "Fuck you, you don't want to be a part of us," and then it won't, like almost immediately, immediately like Yabo comes up to him and just goes, "Just wanted you to know, we all support you, and we're we'll always be here for you." These and are real like, oh, friends, man. Well, I, okay, I guess that's that. Yeah. But anyways, like while, Yabo, man. While Everybody's like freaking love out. It. Love, Tony it. love Hawk. that for him. Yeah. Tony Hawk and Yabo are all going, whatever. Like one of his other lunkhead skateboard friends runs up to a guy who's at a payphone who is on the phone, snatches the phone out of his hand, and goes, Quick, dial 911. Because they need to, because they're so freaked out about him having his preppy it's outfits. So funny. It's fucking strange. Uh, we forgot to mention, and I think it's very important, especially it'll be important towards the end of this, that Tony Hawk works at Pizza Hut. And yes. Tony Hawk drives. The most adorable Pizza Hut truck I've ever seen. It's in got my a Pizza Hut life. on the back. It's got the Pizza Hut roof. It's so cool and cute, yeah. and I'm so happy it's involved in this movie. And, and it the, must someone must have worked there on crew on the crew or like, you know, I'm they, sure they got sponsored by or Pizza maybe, Hut somehow. Oh yeah, I bet those I bet those boys were eating pizza all the time. It makes Pizza Hut seem pretty cool. It uh, did. And like, it does. The coolest shot in the whole movie is the skateboarters coming over the hill oh, yeah, with I the totally, sun with the sunset behind them. With, yeah, it's pretty with the neat. Pizza Hut truck. Mm, pizza Hut. Um, I want pizza. 
We can get but some yes. pizza. <laughs> Every episode I say I want something, and you're like, we can do that Let's after. Just go do it. I mean, you <laughs> totally can. We can go get some pizza. There's a Domino's <laughs> yeah. right up the street. We can go to Al's with the Domino's pizza. I have no time for it. All things are possible in Christ. Yes, that's um, true. But... Um, so this is the this is the most boring part of the whole movie where he's just trying to get in with he's sort I think he actually does like her but at the same time he's just trying to get close to this girl to get information which he does and then he starts to like her and, and she's like and she is the daughter of an ancillary bad guy Colonel Track Trock Trock Colonel Colonel Trock and Doctor Nguyen Van Falk yeah yes and he is uh, a member of this anti communist. Uh, uh, this Vietnamese anti-communist league yes. in, in America. There's a, like a lot in this movie. Too much. Just like little weird details. Well, the, the the details of the community and like the 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 sort of the stuff that goes on in the family dynamic. It's all very interesting. That seems to be where the the, the part that everybody knew how to write. Yeah, wrong movie. Yeah, it's you know. the wrong. So it's some other movie. It did all. It doesn't come together at all, and it ends up being like boring and tedious in the end. It's, see, it, I totally subscribe to the theory that this was a regular, regular movie until somebody got their mitts on it and said, "Let's put skateboarding in." I, yeah, that's one hundred percent it. Um, but she, you know, Colonel Trock doesn't approve of this or whatever. It's it's all neither here nor there. At a certain point, uh, Christian Slater breaks into the same warehouse that uh, that Vinny had had broken into. Blows up the warehouse at one point <laughs> using like incredible like MacGyver skills. He's like a wildly capable. He pours guy. gasoline all over the pro this giant propane tank. He blows it the fuck up. He finds a bunch of guns in there too. Yeah, yeah he they're, finds they're a crate of weapons because uh, they're trying to smuggle weapons into Vietnam for the Vietnam Anti-Communist Relief Fund. Yes, yes. Um, but then there's also crookedness involved involving Carl Malden. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I can 100% wrap no, my no, head around no, the no, no, criminal no, no. conspiracy. I don't, I don't they're, they're bad guy movie. arms dealers. Yes, and Colonel Trock is more of a tragic bad guy. He he just he just keeps on making mistakes, and and then like he he doesn't want any of these people to die. He kind of, at least according to the movie, sort of means well, but he's gotten in with the wrong people. Uh, well, Carl Malden doesn't Carl work out Malden, too good for him. It sure does not. And Carl Malden is fully evil. Um, by the way, I mean, not to jump too far ahead, at the end of this movie, that young lady has lost her boyfriend and her dad. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's fucking tragic. I mean, yeah, this, that's, really that's another But, like, not a tear shed for her. Like, It's a silly skateboarding movie where Christian Slater does these tricks, does skateboarding tricks and all this sort of stuff, but then also, like, these tragedies, too. And then, like, at the end of the movie, he's like, hey, maybe we can still be friends. And she's like, I'll go back to school with you when you're ready to go back to school. We'll be friends together. And it's like, this fucking sucks for you, honey. I think this things is, get might, away. She, it's another layer to it where she's like, I'm worried about going back to school since I'm so involved with the death of this popular student and yeah. all this. And you're like, man, this is so sad. <laughs> Why is there all this sad shit in this doofy just skateboarding? Move to Bakersfield movie? or something. You just get out of here. It's really wild. She seems she seems like such a nice lady, young lady too. I mean, it's right? crazy. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> at a certain point, it becomes action time at the end, and that's where things where you get little tastes of like how like how, this, how silly and fun this movie could have been. Yeah. Because any of those scenes where Christian Slater uses like skateboarding to thwart criminals, it's so stupid, but also like fun. You're like, yeah. But there's a there's a quintessential example of like like just like this whole movie encapsulated in one scene, where things have like spiraled out of control with this bizarre um, gun trafficking conspiracy or whatever. Christian Slater knows about it, uh, and now uh, Carl Malden's got a gun. He's in the he's at yeah. uh, Colonel Trock's house. 
and he's kind of like, "I'll kill your daughter," you know. Now, now things are really have really escalated, and it's and it's like end game time. And Christian Slater sees that shit's about to go down. He's like across the way. He's like across the the backyard from it, but it's like a paved backyard sort of situation. He puts his skateboard up on the top of this, at the top of this like wall thing, and he is going to the idea is that he is going to awesomely skateboard down this wall, get momentum, go across, fling himself. Uh, through the window. <laughs> He's gonna straight up gleam. And wouldn't the it be cube. cool? Wouldn't it be just the movie that you wanted to see if he went, if he did this and then succeeded in some way, and yeah. then like actually achieved something by doing this? But in this movie, <clears throat> he does all of that, flies through the window, lands f- like ass over tea kettle. The dad gets shot. Yeah. Carl Malden shoots and kills the dad, and then grabs the girl and like runs away with her and kidnaps her. And then Christian Slater's just like, ah. <laughs> And it's just like, why couldn't it have been cool? Why right. did you? Why don't you want this movie to be cool? Exactly. Just make it cool. And was well, that when he had his cool new steel-enforced no, skateboard? No, it's after that that Yabo goes into his fucking bunker and makes cool skateboards for Yabo's the kids. a real hero of this fucking Max movie, Perlick I think is, the, so. is definitely the hero. He's got the cool He's got. And that's the cool where he explains gl- Gleaming the Cube to him. I think stuff. so. Oh, yeah, and then he also tells him if he goes missing, that he'll see that they put their picture on a six-pack of bud. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. Which is what? Cool. A thing that happened? Instead of a, a milk carton, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Not Bud Light, though. Bud. Pointedly. He does kind of make the, uh, the the sweet jump attack work at the end of the movie. Where he when he yes. subdues Carl Malden, and Carl Malden's just like lying, and they handcuff he, him in the middle of the finally, street. And it's and it's and it's again like awesome. It's like if I could, that the whole movie should have been this, like yeah. the kid using his skateboard. I mean, it could be stupid. I mean, it's gonna be stupid, but the just have it be a ninety minute have been long. Like that that scene we were talking about with all the kids on their skateboards and the Pizza Hut truck in the middle. Yep. That shit had the vibe that the entire movie needed. To yes. It should be Top Gun. It should be like sty- like stylistically directed, like light on all this sort of stuff, uh, short, fast, and then with like cool skateboarding. Yeah. Like skateboarding incorporated yeah, into like the Yeah, like how plot. many skateboarding tricks did we even see? I mean, it's usually when you do see them, it's just like they're cutting to, sk- to Christian uh, Slater, trick. working it out yeah. just by himself. Uh, and, and this is it, the stuff at the end is the only t- the only point where they work someone, the skateboarding into the plot. I want to see someone get their head chopped off with a skateboard. Yes, you they know what I mean. Done, like yes, absolutely. Run the fuck over, like beat he, beat he to jumps death. Up, beat to death with the skateboard. He jumps off of the off of a jump and then flings the skateboard and it goes. Yeah, and cuts the guy's head. Off. Like yeah. this sort of stuff. Make it silly. Yes, it's not. It's so not silly. It's bizarre. There's not even any dogs on skateboards in this. There's a part huge where, missed opportunity. Huge missed opportunity. There's a part where he jumps the skateboard over the L.A. River. Do you remember that? I mean, it's like 30, 40 feet. Like, more of that sort of stuff. Who gives a shit? Um, but, yeah, it's action scene where he's like, I'll get my, you got your friends and I got mine. And, and then all his skateboard friends, that's where you get the cool shot of the Pizza Hut truck coming over the horizon. Yep. And then they're, they're sort of doing an okay job at thwarting Carl Malden as he drives around with the kidnapped girl in the car. This is all, this is, it's all come down to just catching Carl Malden as he drives around with the kidnapped girl. <laughs> and at a certain point, he's like, and now I'm going to shoot the girl. And Christian Slater, like, I don't even know. It doesn't make any sense except until it's edited together. But he like skates really hard and then jumps up on a wall mm-hmm. and then jumps up on another wall and then somehow flings through the air and then like skateboards into Carl Malden. Smashes Carl Malden's face with a skateboard. Yes, and then and he wins. That uses his skateboard to thwart mm-hmm. the crime. Mm-hmm. And then of course we we get that ending where 
where the girl is like, my life's pretty much ruined. <laughs> he's like, well. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to have a really hard time now. How about I walk you to school next time or something Jesus like that? <laughs> like, do you, Jesus do you, does any, do any of you know anybody who's really into skateboarding who like loves this movie? Nick really likes this movie. Yeah. But I think it's a nostalgic thing. Well, that's fine. I'm just asking, like, because maybe the reason I think it sucks is because I don't care. I don't care. I don't I, know. I think Nick Nick said he really liked this movie when he was growing up skateboarding and stuff. So, yeah. but you also said you skateboarded, and you said this movie didn't really hit the spot for you. I was never fully into skateboarding. I just did it because everybody else was doing it. Uh, but I, I I should be nostalgic for this movie, but I'm not. Like even even yeah. at the time, like I said, we watched it four or five times just because. Yeah, at the time you you watched movies even that you didn't like yeah. over and over again. But That's also when me and Nick watched this the other day, I don't think he was like too crazy impressed with rewatching it. You know what I mean? It's not like something that holds up. It's as just much. inert. Yeah, it's really inert. It sh- it should be like these moments at the end or the or where you're like, "That's the movie that it should have been." <clears throat> More of this goofy like incorporation of skateboards and like violence. And stuff like that. It should have been 15, 20 minutes shorter. Way less like Christian Slater sitting down and hashing it out with his dad <laughs> about the time he got kicked out of Disneyland for pissing on Donald. Yeah, what the fuck? Also, way more, it needed way more underground teen hangout bunker footage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. The title of the film refers to the cryptic question oh, Have you ever gleamed, sick, inside a cube? That Gary Scott Davis, GSD, asked Neil Blender in an interview in the December 1983 issue of Thrasher magazine. Oh, we all says know that Wikipedia. Issue. What did he respond to that though? Like I thought it was. I thought I read something that it was literally made up for this movie. Um, it, seems, it sure sounds like the, it. that. That that I just that was just a citation from Wikipedia that has no follow up. So somebody had said this at some point before. <laughs> this was these were words that came so, out yeah. of a person's mouth. <laughs> it's it's so strange because just, Let us just know. the idea. I don't know what gleaming whatever. It sounds totally it made sh- up. Shout out to all of our our skaters, our skater boys and girls. I who listen, sure got tons of them. And uh, let us know if you know that this. Brent is McKnight a real... is almost certainly listening to this, and he will tell me. Yes, oh, tell us about gleaming the cube. Have you ever? Tell us. <laughs> you cube gleamers. Nine you. out of ten people don't even know. Cube gleamers. Our, our audience, a bunch of cube gleamers. Carl it's an, Malden, it's an intangible. do you know me? Often when I walk into a hotel or restaurant, people fail to recognize me. Not anymore. Not since I've been in Gleaming the Cube. And that's why I have an American Express card. <laughs> Malden. Yeah. He, was the, Malden. he was the OG American Express spokesperson. Good for, oh, good for him. That was, his, that was his spiel. He would say, do you know me? Often when I walk into a hotel or restaurant, people fail to recognize me, and that's why I carry the American Express. Did he say don't leave home without it? Yes. Huh, very cool. Not bad. Well, anyways, that's Gleaming the Cube. Here's some quotes. Christian Slater says cool stuff sometimes. For example, this is him talking to uh, Stephen Bauer, and it's very funny because it pisses. It really, this really pisses off Stephen Bauer. He's like, you know, if I had a dog with a face like yours, I'd, shove his, I'd shave his ass and teach him to walk backwards. It's amazing. Why and, would first of all, the dog can't do that. Dogs don't do that. <laughs> Come on, shave walk his, backwards, wait, Fido. Shave his ass. ass. Yeah. And then make him walk backwards yeah. because th- his butthole is uh, more, like more handsome than a face. And the yeah. premise is already very strange. If I had a dog <laughs> with a face what, like yours. I like, couldn't understand. I needed to really break that down. <laughs> <What>? I just, <laughs> cut, to, <laughs> cut to the 30 Rock like cutaway version of that where there's a dog and it's got Stephen Bauer's face. <laughs> and like he's just shaving this dog's Dude, butthole. My, <laughs> Come on, fine. My brain backwards. just then was that meme with all of the like <laughs> mathematic <laughs> equations. No, it's, Wait, it's, the, it's the Drake meme. 
cream. It's like if I had a dog <laughs> with your face, yeah. I'd shave its butthole, <laughs> teach it to walk backwards, and drink. It's like this. Cut to Eric, <laughs> like exploding the universe. Gift. <laughs> it, it should be. So a, it should be a scene where Stephen Bauer diagrams the sentence before he gets mad at him. Like, wait a minute, hold on, back up. It's the Vince McMahon meme where at the end he's like got the laser beam shoot out of his head. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> weird. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Slam time. We got that. Slam time. The gleaming the cube. I'll see they put your picture on a six pack. Bud, don't give me a jerk off hand job. Pissing and what other types are there? Donald Duck. Oh, this is this is just the kind of the kind of shit where it is like they fully like given up on it and not having any semblance of reality towards the end. And I liked it. Where it, where I was like, okay, like the the last like fifteen minutes is where you're like, okay, finally, this is the whole thing. It should have been the whole right. thing. Right. Um, but he but like the guy Carl Malden's getting away and he likes and he like swerves into this guy in a sport car in a sports car. And the guy's like, "Oh, fuck you!" But it's the guy is driving a, a cop car, so he's like, "I can't do anything about it." The cop car drives away, and then Christian Slater skateboards up to this guy's car and goes, "You know, the guy who hit you isn't a cop, so go get him." <laughs> and the guy's like, "Okay," <laughs> and he chases him down. And Christian Slater on his skateboard hangs on to the side of the guy's sports car while he's yeah. on the freeway. Yeah, yeah. Going sixty miles. <laughs> this is the best part of the movie. Cannot recommend. And he is on the freeway, clinging under the car, going like, "All right, take a take a left." <laughs> Jesus Christ. Good stuff. Like, that's the kind of thing that the whole movie should have been. Absolutely. And it's tragic that so much of the movie is absolutely not At that bad. point in the movie, I'm just asleep. Like, Absol- I just, it yeah, really, I'm totally checked out. Hour, like, three, hour 45 plays like three. Mm. Uh, ratings. Two Judds. Mm-hmm. For, yeah, because it's so fucking boring. And, like, I, I just, I, I mean, hopefully people who are really into skateboarding are nostalgic for this or, or genuinely like it. Good for them. I just... It, it's, it says nothing to me. Like, it doesn't speak to me at it all. It does have Tony Hawk in it. Sure. I can't say it doesn't. And lots of other skateboarders, too. Like Tony, tons Hawk, of and, them. Tony Hawk's in this and movie. And the rest. Yeah. Uh, and no no Douglases. I mean, unless you want to give it, like, a quarter Douglas for the Bikini Bay poster. I, no. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we don't need to do that. No, no. Douglases. And I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 teenage doomsday prep bunkers. <laughs> It's so. It is so. I still think it's cool. Very cool. Uh, he's got the little, ra- the tiny little ramp inside it too. Sick. God, it's damn, so sick. it's awesome. But what is it? Is it like some kind of maintenance hatch for the pool? What is it? Or like, yes. You don't have that. Was built. it a thing that they had there, or did they some for some reason agree to installing an entire maybe doomsday there was hatch a, for this? Maybe there weird was a bunker. Maybe it's a bomb shelter. Maybe yeah. it's like their bomb shelter. It might be a bomb shelter. Like you know, if there is a nuclear war, we're all gonna be in there in your room. And he's like, all so right, please mom clean and dad. it. Yeah, please get keep your it cum, clean. Get your cum socks out of there, please. <laughs> oh my God, yes, exactly. please. <laughs> Yabo, if that is your real name, <laughs> Yabo's his last name. <laughs> If he has any, it's probably yabos. like Yabowski or something like that. Yeah, everybody we should, calls. We should it's find like, out. Dude, it's like Walter Yabowski, <laughs> the big Yabowski. Bartholomew. Uh, yeah, Bartholomew Yabowski. I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to give it two. It's definitely two. I mean, like it does make it is a capable enough movie. It just you know, so I can't. I don't <laughs> Allegedly, go a movie you that. can watch. It's not like you're going like, oh, this is so inept or no whatever. Cuffs. It's just they make a b- bunch of bad decisions. Yeah, pretty much. Cuffs is a, is one where you're constantly going, what are you doing? <laughs> but we'll get to it, obviously. Um, and I still have a little nostalgic for certain parts of it, but man, it's they make a lot of it's a lot of missteps. It's weird. Uh, 
Zero Douglases, and I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 uh, backwards walking ass shaved dogs. That's <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. If you don't use the rating that I hope you're going to use, I'm going to be very disappointed. But uh -oh. keep going. Pressure's on. Oh, no, because I just now switched what I was going to oh, use. Oh, okay. Well, well, we'll figure it out. Maybe I'll do two. Who knows? I'm part of this podcast. I can do whatever I want. That's true. Um, I'm going to give it two and a half Judds. I'm giving it an extra half because I just feel like two is too low for me personally. This was my first watch of it. Um, there, was some, there was some fun stuff in it. But, yeah, it definitely didn't reach the potential that it, it could <clears> have. I'm giving it zero Douglases. And I am going to give it, well, I'm going to give this dedicated to my boyfriend. I'm giving it 10 out of 10 Tony Hawks because Tony Hawk uh, is in this movie. And <laughs> and Nick pointed out every time Tony Hawk was in this movie when we watched it together. Fucking but I was going to give it 10 out of 10 jerk-off handjobs. <laughs> oh, man. I was hoping you were going to give it 10 out of 10 Pizza Hut trucks. Oh, Those two. I also give it jerk 10 Jerk-off handjobs in the Pizza Hut truck. In the truck. Pizza Hut truck Which, by, yeah. with Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk, for sure. <laughs> Tony Hawk giving me a jerk-off handjob in the back of a Pizza Hut truck. Yes. Tony Hawk. God bless You can all be sitting there giving each other handjobs. <laughs> jerk-off handjobs. <laughs> the best kind. Well, speaking of jerk-off handjobs... Uh, let's let's get to a very now, speaking of a movie that I have a lot of nostalgia for. I can't wait to hear yeah. about that. That's okay. fascinating. This is the first time that I watched it. Same. You'd never seen this before? I'd never seen it before. Oh, okay. So this came out when I was like, what, twelve? The this in question is of course Cuffs. The patrol special is a private security force. An elite group of seasoned crime fighters. All right, all right. Everyone a professional. Except this one. Howdy. I never really saw myself as a cop. I'm more like the bad guys. Why are we doing so much running? Aren't we all going to be in cars? I'm looking for a really big gun that holds a lot of bullets. Move it! The first time you screw up, you're out of business. He's a kid. Right, I am not a kid. Calm down. Kid, kid, kid. Where'd you learn to shoot like that? Never shot a gun before in my life. Maybe this isn't so hard after all. Wait, 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 wait a minute, everybody! But we all decided we don't want you as our boss. We just have to take charge. Cuffs. And I just thought it was so cool. Cuffs, directed by Bruce A. Evans, writer of Stand By Me, director of our favorite movie, Mr. Brooks. Yes. He only directed this in Mr. Brooks, yeah, right? I believe yeah. that is true. Yes. So we've we've done it. We've covered we've covered Bruce Evans. <laughs> That's it. The Most whole, of his director, the whole directorial catalog, right there. So the he's the, I think believe he's the first one whose entire <laughs> entire directorial <laughs> oeuvre we've, we've covered. We've got him locked down. Um, yeah, this movie came out. When I was twelve years old, and I you know I was like a, I went to the movies every week. I loved action movies and comedies, and this was just like you know I was twelve. It didn't occur to me how fucking stupid it was. This is very much trying to be cool for twelve year olds. Yeah, it's it's Beverly Hills Cop for kids. It's Beverly Hills Cop meets Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and I think that that was probably the yeah. pitch. And he's even a cop that you don't have to go to school to be a cop. For. You just you just like choose to be a police officer, and now you are one. He has to go he through the training. He didn't even graduate. He didn't even graduate high no, school. He, he, he that does, becomes a plot point. Yeah. yeah, it becomes a plot point. But he he does have to do a training thing. But yeah. they do. But they cover it to the movie's credit in like thirty seconds. seconds. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, it's like it's this future that's not really a future. It's like no, it's real. Police. The 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 
the patrol specials patrol are real. Patrol specials That's real. is a real thing yeah. to this day. It's only in San Francisco. In San Francisco. Are you serious? Yep, mm-hmm. it's totally real. That's so fucking the, weird. The patrol special actually predates the founding of the San Francisco Police Department by two years. Yeah. Okay, so... It's why they made... Let's, it's let's like, tell the listeners what the patrol special is. If you, we can. You, you, it's a privatized police protection yes. that... That the citizens probably pay taxes to pay for. No, no you, you individuals pay for it. Individuals? individuals pay for it, and you have a district that you purchase, and then you have clients. And you Honestly, can in, and you inherit this it. Is so this is it can such be an down, insane yeah. All that thing. Stuff is real. I, I have no idea. I had no idea yeah, this was look real because it, look it up so on Wikipedia. It's absolutely real. The whole reason for making the movie was that like one of the, like the, the writer of it heard about this patrol special thing and was like going to make that movie. And then of course, it being Hollywood, wires <sighs> got crossed, and then Beverly Hills Cop and and Ferris Bueller and all this shit got thrown into there, and it became whatever what this thing is. But the whole idea in, in the first place was to be like this patrol special thing is fucking weird. Yeah. Let's make a movie around it. Um, so in, in in the final result, it's it's like just this very bizarre little chunk uh, of of the whole it's thing. So it's such a weird like mild escape from New York esque. Like I don't know, it just doesn't <laughs> seem like kinda, it, it would be a bleak, normal it? thing. It, it kind of doesn't exist anymore. I think there's only like 20 people left who are actually patrol specials now. Yeah, it's, it's probably like, just for very rich people. I would assume. I don't think. Yeah, I think it's mostly not a thing anymore. But I don't know that for sure. I could be. I'm speculating. Yeah. But uh, if you but live in San Francisco. It, it is real. Know. Yeah. It's, Patrol it's specials are real. real. Goes goes way back and, and it is bizarre. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. It was the first police force like in America or something like that. It was like one of the earliest police forces. I was like, this bonkers reality where someone can just purchase people to be police officers for a specific area. Yes, yeah. and we get the op- an opening explainer. They're, they're carrying guns and shit. Yeah, yeah, sure. They're just like regular cops. It's, it's privatized and ancient. Yeah. And we get they're a, allowed to make worse. arrests and write citations. Yeah. And all that, that just stuff. seems they work, worse they than regular with, cops. They do which are work even with worse. the regular cops too, which mm-hmm. happens in this movie. Uh, but we get a whole opening crawl thing too, where it's, it's just fun- like explains what though, the police like, specials are. It's really funny to me that you that you kind of uh, got that into your head because now that I'm thinking about it, like if you'd never heard of that, yeah. You would see that opening crawl, and it's like, in 2019, the machines came. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That's, not, that's how I watched <laughs> yeah, this that's, movie. That's, well, that's, really fu- real. that's really fucking cool to me. <laughs> like, I'm not making fun of you. I think that is straight up awesome. No, it just kind of yeah. sucks because, like, police are already <laughs> They're so bad. This movie's not investigating any of that shit. No, 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 no. no. We don't get there at all. nothing on its mind whatsoever. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> But this, I'll digest that later. As disturbing as that is, the first thing we see in this movie is, is 15-year-old Mila Jovovich in her underwear dancing. The most disturbing part. Is she was she really that young? She's 15 and a half. As the as the producers constantly talk about in the uh, the making of documentary that I watched for this, oh there's a make. It's mostly just the, the two like producer, writer, director guys like. Was this like 20, on the DVD 20 years or something later? Like that? It was on the Blu-ray uh, talking about it, and they're both so transparently sleazy oh. there's a part there is a part in it um where they're talking about how they had to buy christian slater because christian slater was like we're in high demand at this time i think he was doing robin hood prince of thieves and they were like this christian slater kid because they we'd just seen pump up the volume they're both like old and like sitting in two chairs and they're constantly laughing at horrifying stuff that they say where they're like 
We were going to offer him 250 but we really wanted Christian Slater. And so we bought his ass for $750,000. We had Slater. And then and then one of the they're talking they're talking to each other and he's like, "When I had Slater there and I was telling him what we were going to be doing with him. Meanwhile, this guy is downtown getting Mila Jovovich's emancipation so she could do all this." Okay, so And they're like giggling about it. I don't know. Um I'm not a big Mila had sorry everyone sorry, I'm a huge sorry fan. Kevin I'm a huge sorry fan. sorry all Kevin my but all my I'm guy friends fan. who are obsessed with her and again I have to say I, I don't not like her I just, when this movie came yeah. out this was the hottest woman I'd ever seen in she's, my life I mean she's gorgeous it's, yes, it's she's a, beautiful. undeniable but not saying I don't like her just saying I don't know a lot about her so mm-hmm. uh, wh- what was she first ever in I mean I believe she was like a teen model I think she was a teen model okay so she was a teen model and that's why they got her for this movie I think so and she play and she is okay. playing a like college yes age. she's playing older she she's looks, playing she older. looks believably like 19 well he says she's like 18 yeah and she's like she, she's starting college yeah or yeah like he that. literally calls her my college aged girlfriend college which is like something girlfriend. that no one's ever and he's, said he's out supposed loud. to be like 25 or 27 or something and like it's that. just them yeah. dancing around in their underwear and making no he's out 23 because like they, they say 22 or 23? 23 because he was too young they're like he's too young to do it like to own a yeah. To own a police district, which <laughs> is apparently a real thing. Within the context of the movie, it's age appropriate. Within the context of real life, it's quite disturbing. Quite creepy. Again, I, I I absolve myself because I was I was younger than her. I just thought she was a hot girl. Sure. I and mean, it's obviously the sort of nope, thing that, Matt, w- that wouldn't happen yeah. now. But they, they always they just like the opposite of how they usually do it. Like where if it was like a fifteen you, you see twenty six year old usually women age playing fif- like fifteen year olds. Yeah. yeah. And in this case it's so strange. It's very pervy, and it's and it was just like the it was just like a little bit almost like I can see what those QAnon people are talking about when, oh, it's, yeah, when yeah. seeing these guys talk about where you're like, man, that is they're still like giggling about this Yucky. getting this girl's emancipation so she could be in her underwear in this well, movie. Well, I hope you know. I like, hope man, she got a bunch of nasty. money. I hope she's. I hope this was not I a hope terrible she experience. She secured for her. the bag and didn't get any unwanted. I mean, she probably got unwanted attention, obviously, but I hope she came out unscathed. From, from what we can tell from Mila Jovovich, she turned out okay. She's extremely she's rich. very successful. Go for her. I, I, I can't say as to whether she's happy or not. That's within her she's, own soul. She's extremely Mila, wealthy. if you're listening, let us know all about your trauma. What did this movie do to you? Yeah. But anyway, the, the, like, it's not as bad as that, but it is as weird as that, that Christian Slater, because they're doing the Ferris Bueller's Day Off, is not only talking to the camera in this. He oh is God! Constantly talking to the camera and a lot. And the first you... thing he says is, "That's my girlfriend. I got her pregnant, and I'm leaving. I'm gonna ditch her." <laughs> yeah, no, but don't think I'm a bad guy because says, I'm just not good enough for her. When I do leave her, don't think I'm too big of a creep, okay? Anywho, <laughs> and then I he goes hate back to this. dancing with her. I hate the fourth wall breaking. I I don't really like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I think it's a really annoying movie. Oh wow! Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah, That's love, one of I my all-time favorite comedies. I think it's super annoying. I think Ferris Bueller's really annoying. I think <laughs> yes, I think right. that Christian Slater's really annoying in this. I hate 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 fourth wall breaking mm. unless you're the first season of Sex and the City. What about High what Fidelity? About Fleabag. High Fidelity is fine. It's okay. fine. John Cusack. It's another one of those things where I used to really like John Cusack too, and now I think he's really cringy. Yeah. It, when I look back at those movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, since we watched The Paperboy, I can't look at him again. Because <laughs> it was just, he fucking ruined him for me. It, and it was my choice. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm totally with you on all that, except I do love Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's kind of neither here nor there. Which but is funny that I mentioned Sex in the City because Sarah Jessica Parker. Does it is, all the time. Is, but is married to. What's Matthew it? Broderick. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But. 
boy, at the time, this movie really spoke to me. I was like, this is so cool. He gets to carry a gun. He gets to shoot yeah, the bad guys and say movie. funny stuff. Oh, it's totally a boy movie. Yeah, 100%. Christian Slater was like, I mean, his brand was like a kind of coolness. Was like this kind of like chatterbox coolness sort of thing. Like I don't, I don't know if he's actually guy, that good. But man, like yeah. when he oh, first starts, asshole, I right? started just immediately laughing. Like, like because he just immediately like he dances around with, with Mila Jovovich, fifteen. In, also, in I don't like him dancing. And they dance. Well, especially he's, when he's, doing he's also little, shirtless a whole bunch in yeah. this movie too. But at a certain cringy. point, he's like, "Hey, how's it going? I'm George Cuffs, <laughs> and uh, you know that's my girlfriend right there. She's college age, and I'm gonna ditch her ass because she's pregnant and blah blah blah." God, you're but, so good at but Christian he, Slater impersonation. <laughs> but I can't, great. I can't state enough how how on and on he goes, like out of the gate. He's just blathers on and on, and and it really, I kept on. I was just laughing because his opening monologue is not funny at all. Right. He's just like, it's truly Explaining like, that he sucks. It's truly like a conversation with the person you just met where you're like, this person's just fucking going on and on and I don't <laughs> care. Uh, but like I kept on picturing that part, that part in Wayne's World. <laughs> you know what part I'm talking about? Yeah. Where he's like, I'm being shit on. That's right. And then the camera walks away. He's like, wait, wait, come back. You keep wanting the camera to go. He's like, I'm George Cuff, and I, I'm going to leave this bitch, even though she's pregnant. The camera just like, fuck this. And walks away. <laughs> no, I'm come back. I'm George. There should have been I'm a George part where the, where the where he's breaking the fourth wall during an action sequence and the camera guy gets gets killed. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I'm sorry Down about that, buddy. <laughs> I'd give you mouth to mouth, but <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not secure enough for my masculinity, <laughs> man. There's a little bit of that in there. Uh, but man, I mean, oh, that's Lord. a lot of there's a lot of the movie, and oftentimes when he's like talking to other people, it's very Fleabag like in this way where. Um, he he'll be like he'll just have a conversation with someone like I guess I better get trained up on a cop or, or on on how to use a gun or whatever and then he'll just look right at the camera and go boy can you believe this See I didn't even really like when it happened in Fleabag and I love Fleabag I, I think I just don't like like don't look at me like don't hey character I'm watching you all right let's <laughs> yeah. get this straight yes. I don't need you to wink over at me I get it I do. I don't dislike it in Fleabag, but I could do without it. Yeah. And and during the second season, when uh, I when, guess it's like it's not what priest, I like about it. Oh my god! You remember when, when he, Sexy when Priest when was going like, like, "Who are you, are you looking at?" To? Oh, I hated that. I didn't like that. I get what they were trying to do with it because like he sees her or whatever, but it was like, don't, yeah. don't, definitely don't. I mean, do that. maybe it di- I didn't like absolutely hate it in Fleabag, but it wasn't something that made me like the show more. You know. And then, of course, Frank Booth from uh, House of Cards, Kevin Spacey, uh, was very... uh, I I think just in general, I understand it helps with exposition and and it can have a kind of punkish, like, can you believe we're doing this quality to it? But I don't recommend it. But it also, it just makes me think of... You're probably wondering how I ended up here. You know, it's like, it's such like a smarmy, like... But whatever. And, and this, I mean, if movie, anyone could, if anyone's gonna do it, Christian Slater seems like the kind of guy who would do it. You know what I mean? People thought he was really cool. I mean, he was quintessential he was cool, cool at this time. He was I mean, cool. honest, pump up the volume, fucking Heather's. You that guys kind go of on shit. and on about pump up the volume. Yeah, it was pretty important to uh, <laughs> the people who <laughs> grew up in a five-year period of time. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. be back with my report on what I what I think about it. You should it. definitely check it out. It's it's quite something. Uh, so basically. Christian Slater is a—he's uh, kind of a slacker, even though he has a nice ass apartment. All three of these movies, Christian Slater's kind of a near do well guy who like is encouraged to. He's uh, not—he's not climbing the ladder. 
exactly. But the death of uh, a person that's a, a family member of his spurs him into like finding his true uh, go-getter self as it and should. solving a crime. That's all three of these as movies. As it should, yeah. In this one, Christian as, Slater is motivated by the death of someone he loves into being a better person for himself and others. Tron. That's one hundred percent. That's it. the episode. All three of these movies. That's the episode. And in the first two, it is his. Bro- it's a brother. Yeah. Yeah. And, and an older brother in this one too, who a very older brother. This brother. <laughs> well, well, Christian here, well, Slater was thing, a surprise. And all, all three, like. it's men who have achieved something. They're more that, respectable. Yeah, in certain ways. I guess yes. Ad Asner, he kind of was like, I don't want to be like you, but at the same time, he was like a father figure. We'll get there when we cool get there. cool if Ad Asner was his brother. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yes. That was a real surprise. Mom and dad were <laughs> 70 years old. They didn't think it was physically possible. They adopted him. <laughs> yeah. Ad Asner was his adopted brother. Anyways, cuffs. So Come his, on, bro. His brother works for the patrol specials. His brother owns the patrol specials. He is a patrol he's, special. He's, he's, owns, he owns the district. That's his district. His brother's like 40. <sighs> a real thing. Kristen Slater's 21. A real uh, thing, yeah. And Christian, Sp- Christian Slater is like, uh, all he's got is his pregnant teenage girlfriend. And, and, then he, and he's apartment. also like, I don't know, I'm thinking of maybe moving to Brazil because there's a gold rush there. Like, he's what very the few. What fuck f- are you talking about? <laughs> very few prospects, dude. And then he's got the, he For sees the George newspaper Cuffs. and he's like, $50 million art heist. This is the kind of money I could be making. Yes. And that'll come up later. Yeah. I think he, I associate myself more with the criminal maybe element. Maybe you're wondering bro. why I'm carrying this turkey. Yeah. Yes, oh man, God. this movie's fucking weird. I mean, I, I my, fa- I, my brother's favorite food is turkey. It's his birthday. This it's is one of those birthday, movies. So I'm gonna make him pay for Chinese food. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. And then, I li- his brother's cool. I like his brother. R.I.P. I can't remember if this is immediately before or immediately after we see a bloody shootout where people are getting killed, and then it goes on for like a minute and a half where like shotguns are being blasted and shit. And then the next scene is Christian Slater carrying a turkey. And then the turkey goes rolling, and then like a car runs over it, and he's like, "Ha ha! I guess that g- there goes my turkey." And you're like, "What the fuck kind of movie is this?" I'm not exaggerating. He actually does hold up the turkey to the camera and say, "Maybe you're wondering why I've got he this." He really turkey. does. Well, I'm gonna cook it up for my brother, and <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> it's just like what, like you know, from the start to finish, you're just going, "What kind of movie is yeah. this?" He's gonna give it to his brother, and then he's gonna ask his brother for another loan, and hopefully he'll say yes, even though it's his birthday. Wait, so it's his birthday. Does that mean? Does that is that the same night he gets killed? Yes, he, gets he dies killed on, on his birthday. birthday? On his yes. birthday. God. By the way, tragic. by the way, I, I also want to church. point out that uh, that at this point he has left Mila Jovovich, but we don't see any of that. It's just she's not in the movie right now. He leaves her a note saying he's going to Brazil. Right, but I mean, but but yeah, we don't none of that. I know, and when it when it gets brought up later because he mentions it or something, I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, okay. There's no scene happens. where he like where she finds the note or anything like that. No, it's no, just no. like she's not in the movie right now, and then she comes, which back makes this even uh, weirder. Because earlier, I think it was off uh, microphone, I was saying how I thought this was going to be like a Bonnie and Clyde movie because I feel like she was featured a lot on the in the marketing materials, mm-hmm. and now knowing that she was 15 and a half or whatever, and how leery and gross those the directors or whatever <clears throat> was, that makes it even grosser because mm-hmm. they're like. We gotta just showcase her. No, yeah. even she's though she's not hot, even part of. She's the, just the hot girlfriend yeah. and has yeah. basically nothing to do with anything other than she's his hot girlfriend. Yeah, that's it. Like I'm even, thinking the, of even in the middle of the movie, like her. he calls her and she's like, "I I miss you. Come back." And it's like, why? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. 
but he, but George Cuffs has a, a whole scene with his brother where they establish their relationship, and the brother's like, "Come work for me," uh, you know, and he's like, "I don't really, think I don't so. really do work. I don't know. Maybe if you got killed in a church and I witnessed it, then maybe that might spur me into becoming more of a man, and maybe by the end of the movie, I could be married and, or something like that." But and that's indeed what happens, of course. But uh, but this is one of the. 18, 19 things that are just fucking bizarre about this movie is the combination. It's like the tonal whiplash sort of yeah. thing that comes up in a lot of movies where, you know, like, again, turkey getting run over. There's wacky, like, comedy noises. One of my, yes. le- one of my least favorite things you can ever do in a movie where, like, if someone throws something out of a window, it goes, and then there's, like, and like, well, there's, there's a really great effects. scene where Tony Goldwyn keeps saying fuck, and they, they, they bleep it out with, like, guitar riffs. And then there's the scene where he's where his he's gagged and you're seeing the subtitles of what he's like all these like full on broad I comedy swings. This shit was hilarious. I, I can see that. I can I can totally see thinking this is cool if you're like 12 or something like that. It's real tedious at this. Oh, point. I found it totally grating now. Yeah, I still like enjoyed watching the movie because I was like, it's been so long since I saw it, but watching it this time, I was just like, oh. Jesus Christ, this sucks. All right, so so what happens, of course, is that after him going, like, I don't think I could ever actually grow up and be a man and be a <laughs> detective special, a special police guy or whatever, his brother is in a fucking church and, and gets blown the fuck away. It's the guy that was in, he was one of the guys in the earlier shootout. Yes. Kane. Looks, Kane. I, I do love a bad guy named Kane. K A N E this time. K A N E, like in Robocop 2. And that's spelled uh, differently. That's spelled differently, but still, pretty cool. Con Kane, like Michael Kane, it's always great. Um, but it's cars. the guy. It's the guy who. <laughs> once you go tall car, you <laughs> yeah. never go Golgar. Uh, <laughs> That's quite the callback. Anyway, but, but it's the guy who's from from Deadwood and uh, oh, yeah. lots of others. He's in tons. I can't remember the who actor's was he name. in Deadwood. One of the cowboys. <laughs> One of the cowboys. Fuck you. One of the western guys. <laughs> One of the old timey people. <laughs> yeah, he's one of the guys who lives in Deadwood. Uh, Jesus Christ! But yes, he, he's, he's so very recognizable. Right he's a, he's a weird looking dude, and and he and he's kind of the bad guy, sort of for most. I mean, he's like the most blood. He's the Shane. Of them. He's the Shane Black main like main bad guy is not as scary as the henchman. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And he he blows away <laughs> Kristen Slater's brother, Bruce Boxleitner. I really wanted it to be like a, a thing where. Christian Slater's like looks at the camera during this moment. Boy, I gotta tell oh, you, boy. this really breaks my heart. I'm real sad right now. <laughs> you ever lose a brother? <laughs> Let me tell you, <laughs> I feel like deep in the pit of my soul, like things will never be whole again, like a piece of me's been lost. Anyhow, you know, you take it easier. Now I, I gotta go. I, I gotta, gotta go. go. Look, I gotta go. Enough of Movie's my John. No more movie. <laughs> Enough of my blabbing on. I got to go to my, my brother's funeral. <laughs> There's all these moments where you just, like, why don't you talk to us now, Christian? <laughs> but <laughs> I prattle on. Like, when he kills a person for the first time, I wonder <laughs> yeah, like, wow. look at the camera and go, like, hell of a thing killing a man. <laughs> take away all he's <laughs> take ever away all he's, <laughs> Take away all he's got, all he's ever going to have. I would love that. You take it easy now. <laughs> all right. I would love okay. that so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Christian Slater does that. He goes, See the life <laughs> drain out of his eyes right in front of you? You know, when you kill the guy, he becomes your slave in the afterlife. <laughs> I'm going to start a whole entourage. Anyhow, you take it easy now. <laughs> Rolo hey. Tomasi, what does that even mean? <laughs> He's the guy who gets away. Um, all right, so his brother gets blown away, and then it's th- and then everybody is naturally assuming, because, of the, because the, 
I think he was basically raised by his brother. They're both orphans, um, and so the only person that that the that he who could inherit this district is George yeah. Cuffs, Christian yeah. Slater. And everybody's like, what? And they're just sort of like, we can only assume that you're just going to sell it. And they offer so like the the main who turns out to be the main bad guy offers to buy it for like one hundred fifty thousand dollars and two thousand eight dollars a a month for two years. Which I think probably at the time uh, probably sounds pretty good. Now and uh, that's not that barely cover your no. Rent you'd be for, homeless. Barely in San cover Francisco your rent for, for a year in San Francisco for that now. Yeah. And and everybody's just naturally assuming, including just some fat cop guy who works in his district who the just like I can only assume guy. this is going to go to me because there's no way George Cuffs is going to take this over. He doesn't have what it takes. But Mary Ellen Trainer believes in him. Mary Ellen Mary Ellen Trainer, of course, one of the sacred people who is in both Lethal Weapon and Die Hard. Yes. Um. R.I.P. Of course, yes. Not enough Mary Ellen Trainer, but of course there never is. That's the deal. That That's woman, the deal with Mary Ellen Trainer, the most comically shit upon per- woman in all of action movie history. Yeah, For poor police psychiatrist from Lethal Weapon. God bless her. Why did, it's you're supposed to hate her for what? Why? I don't know. It's so strange. <laughs> Get this fucking psychiatrist. Get her the fuck out of here. Remember in Lethal Four when he just humiliates her in front of everyone? That's all. That's all four of them. I'm pretty sure. But this one specifically because she's like, Christina, I can't go out with you. I'm in a relationship in front of everybody. That poor God woman. Damn. God bless her. God bless Mary Ellen Trainer. And again, you know, she's just she never gets any individual moments. She's just um, with other people in the precinct. Just one of the many people in the precincts who are like George Cuffs is taking over the precinct. That's pretty weird. This isn't going to go well. And it's and that's the arc, as you might imagine, where like he doesn't do very well. They team him up with Tony Goldwyn. Now let me just say, I think, and I don't want to pick on Tony Goldwyn, but isn't he like like a nepo baby of the Goldwyn family? Of don't know. Oh, of the Metro Goldwyn Mayor of the M, the G's I don't know. and the M's. I think that might be true. Not a hundred percent sure on that. Are you giving me the finger? Fucking. Fucking <laughs> not on purpose, but yes. Uh, Nepo baby Ted. Tony Goldwyn is the worst part of this movie, and this is a not a, and this is a bad movie. So to be the worst part of it, what's the deal? Great. So he's and he's on probation because he got in trouble because he's because he's the fucking the chief's wife. wife. But, they're, but they're in love and they end up together. And it's Alexander Paul from fucking Christine and like Baywatch. That's right. Yes. Yeah, she's hot. She's very pretty, but what's she doing here? She's fucking Ted. Yes. <laughs> Better Tony, off Tony Ted. Tony Goldwyn has been busted because he's fucking the chief's Ted's uh, daughter. Ca- Ted's kind of the Judge Reinhold. Oh, it's his wife. Okay. Uh, yeah, because later she's like, why don't you take my car? He's like, that's the chief's car. And they and so Christian Slater is, is like is doing, at the same time, he's trying to solve the crime of the murder, of the brutal murder of, of his brother, and... Become be like head up this uh, police, uh, this new police precinct. He has this to go post-apocalyptic police station. <laughs> yeah, as we it's said, he, there's a training sequence where he has to run underneath the Golden Gate Bridge. It lasts about 15 seconds. He's like, I can't believe I gotta run. <laughs> and then anyway, training done. <laughs> That's done. He's get, he got he has his little outfit on. Yeah, and now and now he's just out there on the street. And Tony Goldwyn gets assigned to him because he's being punished because nobody wants to be with this loser new guy who uh, who shouldn't be in this job. Yeah. And and right out of the gate, they're like button heads, but they become friends very fast. He immediately tries to poison him. Unfortunately, Dude, Christian Slater has tried to poison him. He tries to poison him. He goes to the narcotics uh, division to get sleeping pills, 
and which is a thing you can just do. Which is a thing you could do. He just goes into the in the special police, the special fake privatized police department, and he goes to put a sleeping pill in the coffee, and he goes, "They say about half half a pill is gonna knock you out," and then he puts like six pills in, and I was like, "Is he going to fucking murder Ted?" Are you afraid you're gonna put him into a coma? I would be so scared. That's too many. If this was real life, that you, too many, too many, well, too many sleeping pills. I mean, he got, he basically has seizures and shit like that because of it. Yeah, then well, he starts acting all weird. He goes full That's on ambient walrus in this. It's the worst it's really part. Good. It's possibly the worst part of the movie. But like, Intense I do, I do love, comedy. I do love how they treat the uh, narcotics division as if it is a place that you go to get narcotics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not like we solve crimes involving narcotics. He walks in there he's and goes, like, he's like, "Can I'm, I get some narcotics?" Yeah, he's like, "I've been having trouble sleeping since my brother died. What do you give me?" Like, well. This guy's a prescription writer? Or well, did he literally just reach into the evidence and get it? It's the narcotics division, so here's your narcotics. That's how this works. Maybe stupid. this is how it works in the patrol privatized police protection district. I mean, who knows? I mean, down is up. Day is night. Apparently, everything I thought I knew is not real. Dogs so. and cats living together. Um, yeah, it's weird. But it, but anyways, they get in the car together. He teams up with Tony Goldwyn, and Tony Goldwyn's, I need you to know that I don't think that you should be doing this, and I'm not happy to be here. And he's like, well, I better poison your ass then. And he gives him this poison coffee, and Tony Goldwyn's like, I'm not going to drink the coffee yet. I like it cold. Same. And then in the meantime, he's while he's- a nice he's, coffee girl. What can well, he say? While he's waiting for his coffee to get, co- or to get cold, they become friends, and then they decide they're going to work together. And then he goes like, now nah, let's go- do this bust together, and Tony Goldwyn's like, "Okay." Well, don't they have a fight first? I think. They yeah, where, where he first. where he swears and it gets bleeped out with those weird sound effects. Yeah, it made me want to die. The swear bleeping <laughs> thing is, but then they so actually awful. have a fight fight. Here, let me give you an. This is an idea of like the level of comedy we're talking about in this movie because this is what happens in the in the Sky bleeping high. in the bleeping swearing thing. He's going like, "You fool guy, you I don't agree with your fool way of doing this shirt." And like, and they're bleeping everything. <laughs> and this is supposed to be really, really funny. And then at the end, he goes, "Fuck you!" Yeah. And it's like, ah, you heard the one he said. I mean, if but I the was the last like, one, you actually heard. It. I thought that was hilarious. If I, was, when I was twelve. I was gonna say for for a young for a young for baby. A yes, I, I I believe that. I'm sure I, I was one that of those was kids too. who was like the funniest part of any movie was when the robot gives him the finger. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like you, you were like rated PG for rude humor. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, exactly. Like Johnny Five. <laughs> sa- Johnny Five says shit. I was like, that's the funniest thing in the movie. <laughs> that boy's one mean motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Any old lady swearing. Any old lady rapping. All all the all the hallmarks of the highest quality of comedy. <laughs> I mean, Airplane is my favorite comedy. This is the kind of person I grew up to be. For, well, airplane, oh, airplane did it. A, airplane did it a lot better, though, didn't they? Firm, I mean, kind supple, of supple, pouting breasts. Airplane's firm kind buttocks. of a boring movie. You take that back. Oh. I won't do it. Oh no! I don't like Airplane very much. You take that Oof. back. Sorry. You know who also doesn't <laughs> like the movie Airplane? Mm. My parents. Oh my god! Really? Yeah, I watched it with them at the at the cabin. I feel a like it's a da- it's a dad movie. Well, not anymore. Uh, not if you're a 77 year old dad or oh whatever his age is. <clears throat> I, they were I, like, we thought this movie was funny. I was like, you were right. <laughs> I mean, the movie's hilarious. <laughs> I actually laid into him last time I was hanging out with them. Like, yeah, you guys didn't even like Airplane last time we watched it. And they were like, yes, we did. And I was like, I was there. It was almost a shouting well, match. You guys it was pretty funny. Me, me hearing Big that, the me hearing the people don't like Airplane, what a pisser. <laughs> yes, indeed. It happens. Uh, another shot in like ten years. Anyways, they become at a certain point they 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 work it out, become friends over the course of one evening, and, and at this moment Tony Goldwyn decides it's time to drink his cold coffee. Oops! 
And then he's, and this is when we start getting wacky comedy noises and Tony Goldwyn absolutely being on the moon trying to do comedy. Like he is, he cannot do it and they got to stop making him make funny faces and he's doing like, goofy he, shit. I was like, what it, I was like, I couldn't understand. I was like, didn't he just take a lot of sleeping pills? Why is he like, like doing the robot, like yeah. on the fucking stairs? On the, st- when he, on the <laughs> stairs, when he was doing like physical comedy, he was like, don't, don't make Tony Goldwyn do this. Oh, that's great. Tony, you think is that, could, no, is that, that what terrible. happens when you take seven <clears throat> sleeping pills in a coffee? I don't think so. I think you just literally he's doing Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, what? absolutely. At a, at a certain point, they start ADRing like belching noises over the top, and there's like bubbles coming out of his mouth, and it was just fucking disgusting. And I, I absolutely hated this I know, stuff. Me too. Tony Goldwyn, like I, I felt bad for him. They were just making him do a bunch of stuff he clearly. It can't was weird do at the end of this the scene. The movie. demons came and dragged him down to hell. <laughs> you do want the demons to come drag him down to hell? <laughs> my, like, where's that window pane? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just kill him. My notes for this scene is <clears> just. Coffee made Ted super weird. <laughs> <laughs> he was heavily drugged. Lucky he didn't die. Yeah, but unlucky for Christian Slater, who gets a call that he has to talk down a jumper mm-hmm. on the outside of this building, and Ted's worthless right now. Another yep. classic 70s and 80s uh, cop failing at talking down a uh, a, su- a jumper scene. They love. But in like lethal the weapon, he grabs the guy and they go down fine. In this, the guy just fucking dies. The guy's no, like, "Fuck you, way, you're a cop." It's been way him. weirder than that. Yeah, this is this is another good example of just like what. Yeah, the tone of whiplash here is bizarre. Did fucking aliens make this movie? Yeah, because the guys at the uh, the guys on the side of the building, and Christian Slater's like, I don't know how to do it. Hey, hey, why don't you just jump off the Golden Gate Bridge like everybody else does? <laughs> yeah, and uh, and the guys like. Um, he, he, he at a certain point he goes like fucking do jump see if I care and then it's like reverse psychology and yeah. the guy's like okay fine and then he like he's he's coming back and Christian Slater's like guess I did a good job at that what can I say I got people to see women to do I can't and believe he gu- actually says that line at one point he too. really does say that and then the guy pulls a what is this the guy has a gun. He's going to kill himself. Has a gun. <laughs> yeah. Because maybe the- he was thinking of shooting himself, but then he decided to jump. And then he did. In his defense. No, he was going to kill himself, and then Christian Slater sass-mouthed him, and then he decided he wanted to shoot Christian Slater. Well, he doesn't like cops. I guess. He literally said, I hate, like, he goes, I'm a cop. And he goes, you're a cop? <clears throat> I hate cops. And then shoots him. Yeah, he co- he tur- he comes back to the window, pulls a cop, and goes, die, cop! Shoots Christian Slater, and then plummets to his death. And we get this bullet coming at Christian This is the weirdest part of the movie, I think, this whole scene. Because the bullet is coming in super slow motion. Mm-hmm. Like, the legit stuff... Where the you see the heavy film grain because yeah, they yeah. Uh, had to use they use an optical a, printer yes and uh, <clears throat> the bullets like comes through a chair and Christian Slater is like watching the bullet like come yeah. at him and then it hits him it hits the chair it hits the pen he has yeah. in his pocket so, so then it still it like kind of shoots him and that it, it's, and that's so strange but uh, but that that does lead to like one of the only scenes in the movie that I actually kind of enjoyed the um, talking to the camera thing. You remember the part where he's in the back of a car and he's yeah. like, "You ever see what a bullet wound looks like?" And yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah. he's like showing and us. And it was like this part where you're kind of like, "That's I kind of liked that." Yeah, like the way that they used it in that case. That it, it felt I don't know. It was like there's little moments in here. Most of the know. time, it's a pretty bad movie. I was like, "Stop talking to me." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the one here. part don't that, look I, at that, me. I, that I like. Stop it. it. Go away. <laughs> Uh, this guy seems like the kind of dude who like break the fourth wall and roofie your drink. <laughs> Jesus I mean, yeah, because this guy's yeah. This. Um, Don't trust him. He's he's also working out his relationship with Mila Jovovich. Who cares? Oh I yeah, think- he orders flowers for her. 
Are we even there yet? Oh my but God, the part when he orders the flowers is so funny. I couldn't yeah. believe, I couldn't believe my ears. Kisses guys. on all of your pink parts. Yes, kisses on all of your pink parts. Jesus a thing Christ. I would not even say to my girlfriend while we were like naked together. I literally something. am you know like, I mean? I'm like, not. like throw up is in my throat. Like that's so. It's so gross. Gross. And then he changes it, and the guy's like, yeah, this is a lot better <laughs> after he changes it to just, like, I miss you, come have dinner with me in San Francisco tonight. But Jesus Christ. Love and kisses and all your pink parts. That is, like, one of the worst things that I've ever heard. Like, you, you have, like, we, like me and Corey both had, like, violent reactions. We're like, oh! You know, when oh. I first heard it, I thought he said pee parts, which made Way me... Way better. No, it's still really bad. Oh, I thought that was better. Pee parts. And then I listened to it, and then it was still bad. <laughs> God Almighty, um, Jesus Christ! Uh, there, this this all leads to you know because once again we're bouncing with like we just had this like wacky scene with Tony Goldwyn and he's like doing physical comedy on the stairs and you're like don't make that guy do comedy and then just like ten, five minutes later or whatever Christian Slater is preparing another turkey, uh, he's yes. dancing around uh, shirtless, doing the same shitty dancing by the way, he's dancing to to Eddie Money. <clears throat> dancing yeah. to an Eddie Money song because he's cool. Well, we forgot to mention that the the opening credits like to this movie are "Future So Bright." I gotta wear shades. Future So Bright, of course. <laughs> Wait, we also um yeah that sucked, but we also <laughs> yeah, that really sucked. <laughs> you know this movie's gonna be cool. Also, before this happens, he does he doesn't he get he gets approached by the guy asking him to look the other way. This happens yes. before. So basically, the whole plot of this movie is that these guys are trying to Taking get the bribes district. And stuff. Yeah, the, that's which why would the, happen in a privatized fucking. Oh my it's god! It's a bad system. This corruption. If you can is just real. buy one of these districts off of someone, they're then trying just, to they're trying to gentrify the neighborhood. Yes, uh, presumably. But what if could you and like, what if like, me and like all my girlfriends got enough money together and we bought one of these districts and it was just like the cool girl. Police. <laughs> I think you should. I think you should do that. Girl police patrol. I think you should absolutely do Paw that. Paw Patrol. They they stole all you the art. You might get blown away in they a church sh- though. Yes. So watch out. Don't, what if well, all you, districts were had like different themed police officers? Like they're like the goth ones. There's like there's the Twin Peaks the jocks. Room. Yeah. And they all have like Japanese mascots, like in those prefectures. That'd be really cool. <laughs> like that John Oliver. The only yeah. way <laughs> the only way that I support these patrol privatized districts is if they're themed. Mm, absolutely, and they're not. And they're not. So fuck them. So fuck them exactly. Uh, but the the whole plot is that these crooks are they trying to... They stole the art, and they're going to sell the art. And there's art thievery, too. Well, that's what... They're selling the art to make the money to buy all the property so they can gentrify the neighborhood. That's so fun. What a fun plot. And, and, for, and for whatever reason, this requires them to kill a lot of people, because I think they're trying to dry down the real estate values by making it crime heavy. Yeah. And they're trying to get... And they're also trying to get people to sell them, like, their businesses and stuff. Yes. They're... Yes. They're trying to freak out the business owners and stuff, trying to turn the uh, the clients, as they call them clients, mm-hmm. or customers, as opposed to citizens or whatever cops would call them. Marks, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Mooks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, and that's and that's what's going on the whole time. And at a certain point, Con, Kane, Kane, uh, shows up while Christian Slater is dancing around to Eddie Money with his shirt off and shoots up his apartment, shoots up his turkey. It's the second turkey of Christian Slater's that gets blasted, and this 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 one gets shot up by a machine gun. He does manage to kill the guy, and it goes on and on. Wait, and now you've you've forgotten an important part. Mm. First of all, we established that this guy dresses weird. 
Yes. Oh, he, he dressed, this scene, if by weird, you mean fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Christian Slater claims that it's terrible. I don't Isn't really he at one it. point wearing a shirt? In this scene where he gets killed, he's Got wearing a shirt with a picture of his on. own face on yeah. it. I believe earlier he was wearing a shirt that had fans, fans. oscillating like fans. table fans yep. on it, which was tight. That's kind of cool. And this, this, he's wearing just a shirt with his face on it, and it's just him just staring blankly at yep, it. I would absolutely wear that shirt. That's so cool. With that guy's face, not my own. Very cool. It's very kind of like Euro trash, like ravey, almost. It's very strange. It's very 60 pounds of ketamine of him. There we go. <laughs> Thank you. It's that tonal whiplash thing, though, where this is just like really violent, and then Christian Slater just like kills him. And at well, it's point- also been established that he's like a hell of a great shot. Just a natural. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm just a natural at, <laughs> at killing. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, and it, but at a certain point, he shoots this guy, so and then the guy comes comes back to life again, and he puts like his gun right up to his chest and blasts him again. Which is yeah. in the and head of the face on his shirt. Yes. yes. And that is the part where I really thought he should have looked at the camera and I guess, I guess the light's gone out of his eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I took a soul. And then that's when uh that's when uh the Mila Jovovich and her parents show up. And this is and he's this is so fucking weird. Instead of going like a guy shot up by apartment, this is a disaster. He's, call let's the police go out for Chinese. He's food. trying to pretend it didn't happen like he's in trouble. Yeah. Or it's like, like no, like, dude, you you own the district. Like Yeah. And a, a, a horrible thing just happened to you. It's okay to like Call people and be scared. You don't have to like. Uh oh! I hope you don't catch. I hope you don't find the dead body. They're gonna think I'm a loser. It's so <laughs> if strange. someone broke in and tried to kill me again, like a like a movie made by space aliens. Or well, I mean, like as that. you pointed out, Beverly Hills Cop meets Ferris Bueller's Day Off. But I mean, like, look at Beverly Hills Cop Two. Not dissimilar from this movie, except this was directed by fucking Tony Scott with Eddie Murphy in it. Yes. But, I mean, the shit that Axel Foley does in Beverly Hills Cop 2 is equally ridiculous. In fact, it's worse. <laughs> it really is more Beverly Hills works. Cop 2 meets, meets Ferris Bueller's Yeah, because he's, like, charming in, yeah. in the first one. Yeah. In, the, in in part two, it's just like, oh, my God, Axel's really annoying and terrible. Yeah, and the comedy is way more character-based, just incidental, as yeah. opposed to Beverly Hills Cop 2, where they, like, because they're lazier about it, so it's more heightened. Right, it's more, yeah, him, yeah, now it's like, I'm Johnny Wishbone from the Isle yeah. of and you're like, what the fuck? Nobody would believe this. Yep. Yeah, so, so it's, it's like... It's Beverly Hills Cop 2 meets Ferris Bueller's Day. Yeah. There we go. We've got this thing locked down. And w- way worse than that sounds, too. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that sounds fun. I'd watch that. <laughs> but there's two scenes where, like, a crime has... Like, at one point, uh, Tony, towards the end, Tony Goldwyn borrows uh, his girl... The Chief's car. Chief's, the Chief's car. And the Chief's going to be so mad, but, like... Red convertible. Because, because yeah. of a bomb... The car gets blown up, and he's like, the chief's going to be so mad at me. And it's like, a bomb blew it up. A crime has happened. Yeah. It's fine. The chief's going to be mad because somebody blew up a store with a bomb. <laughs> this is a disaster. Like, I don't think that that, yeah. th- that applies. You're not, I don't think you're in trouble. You didn't drive your dad's car into the swimming pool. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's so weird. Jesus Christ. But I think that they just want it to be like Ferris Bueller. Like, I'm in trouble. Like, right. Oh, we're in trouble. Ruh-roh. But it's also like actual crimes and stuff. I don't know. At a certain point, he's got to <laughs> fight the bad guys at the end. Well, there's a big there's a big scene at the end where he and Tony Goldwyn, first they buy a bunch of guns because they don't have guns. Because Cuffs gets arrested. George gets arrested. Because he doesn't have, uh, he, he, didn't, he didn't graduate. Yeah, he, he didn't graduate high school, so he's not allowed to operate, operate a patrol special. And he, and he technically committed fraud on the application. Yes. So. so like 20 to life, I believe. <laughs> yeah, and like, uh, and, and but he gets out of that dilly of a pickle by saying he has to take a shit yes and like even the cop who's with him is like you gotta be fucking kidding me and he's like come on is it steve park 
that is the the cop yes. that is like Steve Park from Fargo and in Living Color. Is uh, that Mike Yamagita? Mike Yamagita, yeah. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I did not realize that. Wow. Anyway. And he's married to the lady from In Living Color, too. Jennifer Lopez? I can't remember. Paul Abdul. Name. The white lady from, <laughs> from In Living Color. I had no I can't idea. remember her name. The white lady. The, the one. white lady. You know how I got In Living Color? Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey and the white lady. <laughs> he's married to Jim Carrey. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Steve Park, he's great, and this is this is earlier, this is early stuff. The uh, he he gets out of that, and then they're like, "Gonna go get the bad guys," but they're like, "Christian Slater's like, I don't have a gun, Tony Goldwyn." <laughs> so they go to the gun store and they buy all these guns. Back at the gun store again, um, and then oh, uh, you know who the gun store who, who the gun store's owner's wife is? <laughs> is it the girl from fucking In Living Color too? No, it's a pertinent to this movie because oh. this movie does get one Judd at least. Ah. Uh-huh. Tell me, tell me, tell it's me. Ashley Judd. <laughs> He's married to Ashley Judd? The gun store, the gun store guy? owner. You can see her, and she doesn't have any lines, but you can see her in freeze frame. Wait, Ashley Judd is in this oh movie? Oh, my God. I didn't even notice. Supposedly, she has a smaller role because she didn't want to get naked for it. Interesting. And if you don't believe that after watching well, who the, the she documentary, I have no fuck. I think they were just going to give her a bigger part or something like that because... Yeah. And then they're and she's like, but I don't want to do the nudity. And they're like, well, then you don't have a speaking role so now. So this does get a Judd. It gets a, it gets one Judd. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, wow. I'm gonna give it more than that. Yeah. Anyway, but still. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. It is blinking. Your, it's blinking. You'll miss her, but there is Ashley <clears throat> Judd in this movie. Um, Married to like a 57 year old uh, gun store owner guy. Hot. Very strange. They, so they and then they go to the meet where the bad guys are exchanging. They're gonna sell some of the art. Is this on the rooftop? Yes. Is this after he's almost been blown up with a, a bomb? After, yes. Wait, well, then we forgot to talk about Thunder the drug-sniffing dog. The drug-sniffing dog. Or yes. The, no, he's, he just sniffs out illegal things. Doesn't matter what it is. I forgot about the dog, yes. The, the Do dog remember? does sniff out uh, illegally stolen art. For Somehow he knows this. He sniffs it's... out illegally stolen art. <laughs> Ill- like, not what? Le- but legally <laughs> legally stolen art, he, he can't, can't find he can't, can't sp- smell that. Worth smell, shit. Can't smell that at all. No, they're in the laundry. The laundry... Place. They go to a laundry place. There's a lot of action in laundry places. Um, uh, and the dog is like, he's kind of like a St. Bernard looking he's dog. He's a huge dog. He's yeah, a big boy. St. Bernard he's looking dog. Very good boy. You remember where they get the dog? They steal it from the narcotics. <laughs> they don't steal it from him. <laughs> they he just, just they ask for it. Can I have a drug sniffing dog? Guy's like, yes. There yes, you go. Can. Here's Thunder. Here you go. And then him and, and Thunder. And now this dog's in the movie. Him and Thunder find the stolen art and then uh, they get captured. They get like. Uh, tied up. Yeah, tied there's up. A, I, actual, I don't know why I couldn't figure out what that was. There's actual, a scene where he's, he's talking through his gag, and you you see the subtitles. You see the subtitles. This goes on and on and on. Yeah. They really overplay their and hand And they tie thunder one. to him, too. Like, that kind of sucks. The, the, they're going to blow him up with a actual, literal, bundled-up sticks, bundled sticks, sticks of dynamite like it's Looney Tunes, like they got it from Acme or something right. like that. And then uh, Tony Goldwyn saves him. They jump out of the window. This blows up Tony Goldwyn's car, and he's like, "The boss is gonna kill me." He's it's trying like to get a, th- a building has blown up. He's trying to get Thunder, the drug sniffing or the illegal sniffing dog, to howl, but then Thunder just farts. You got you. You as soon as you see that dog in this movie, you're like, "That dog's farting at some point." By the way, I Emily, I watched this the same day that I watched <laughs> <No>. Marmaduke. <laughs> so Marmaduke, lots of dog farting in that as well. If you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're hearing this and you want to know why I watched Marmaduke, we did it for Viva Physical Media. <laughs> I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> they, was an they do the dog things on that show. <laughs> Emily made me watch Marmaduke. Yeah, I did. And I don't regret it. No, it's fine. I, I forgive you. You can't Thank live you. in regret. You can't. You <laughs> you can't like you're not. Hey, look, I you made him watch Marmaduke. You can't live with regret. Uh, <laughs> that is that's what I would sound like if I was Christian Slater. 
<laughs> Places to go, women to do, Marmadukes to watch. Marmas to do. Marmas to do. Uh, Marma don't. So they get out of the the building blows up. Tony Goldwyn is pulling faces, being like worried about. It. He's going, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. And you're like, God damn it, stop making him do this for real. <laughs> I don't think he ever actually does that, but it's so close. He does the like running around on the floor in circles. It truly is like pretty square square guys idea of comedy, which is just like wacky, like crossing your eyes and doing. Like, that's yeah. all they got. Steam comes like out of his ears. Collar and... That's like I don't know. I'm a pretty I'm a pretty guy. I don't know how to do. I have no idea what comedy is. Yeah. Can can you make a funny face? I don't think so. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> well, we'll put sound effects over the top of it. It'll be Whoop. great. <laughs> Anyways, it does lead to a um, rooftop that it might might be the same rooftop from like Bullet and various other <laughs> actually good San Francisco-based uh, movies. It looks great. The of coolest course, rooftop in San Francisco. It does have one good action movie line in this sequence. Mm. It starts out with something that's dumb. The guy says that that's like a that that shotgun only has three rounds in it. Oh, it only, oh it only, yeah, this was tight. It only holds three rounds, which is not true. That's an Ithaca sixty three. I think they have five or eight. We all know that. But uh, uh, yeah, duh. nobody cares. Anyway, uh, that just annoyed me. But then he he shoots the guy. Tony Goldwyn shoots the guy, and he's like, "So now we know you can add and you can subtract. So what do we do now?" I thought that was a pretty that good cool. pretty good line. Right, but we, but it's another crazy violent. Yeah, I, mean, I think there was a dog just farted moments ago, and, <laughs> right, and now it's yeah. just like a rooftop <laughs> shotgun uh, scene, and everybody's getting the shot, getting shot up, and everything. He's chasing, he's chasing Bob Smith, the most um, unfortunately boringly named bad guy in action movie history, Bob Smith or whatever his name is. <laughs> yes. Uh, Sam Sam Jones Sam Jones that's what his name is. But I like Bob Smith. Better. Bob Smith and and he and Sam Jones is in an elevator and Christian Slater shoots the cables on the elevator, so the elevator plummets to the ground. Somehow this doesn't kill that guy. <laughs> he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a cool way to get the bad guy. No, he's fine. This is Good truly old Jelly Bones Bob Smith. <laughs> this is fully Beverly. This is fully Beverly Hills Cop too, too, because this is ostensibly a comedy, but now it's just full on. It's just an action movie. Yeah, now he's just shooting people. Just although, action. although to be fair, in Beverly Hills Cop too, you get like, I'm from the National Rap Music Council. Yeah. Will you, do you like rap music? You know, stuff like that. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. That's rap. That's definitely rap music. Yo, baby. Yo, baby. Yo, baby. Yo, that's right. That, then Beverly Hills Cop has the great scene where Judge Reinhold's trying to figure out how to use a rocket launcher. That shit's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, there's nothing funny in this last. No, nah, this part. stuff it's that doesn't have any good. Yeah. This doesn't have any good like gag action gags. You know what I mean? Yeah. How does he kill the guy? Does he kill? He the just guy? shoots he him. Just shoots him. All right, good. And he wins. And then like it, the movie ends like as perfunctorily as it began too, where he's back in his apartment with the fake Harold Faltermeyer, real Harold Faltermeyer. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was devastated to find that out because yeah. I was like, these motherfuckers think they're doing Beverly Hills Cop with this bullshit fake Harold Faltermeyer, and then it's like music by Harold Faltermeyer, and you're like, like God oh, damn it! They literally changed like two t- <laughs> it's, tunes. It's, it's so bad. It's the same it really thing. sucks too. It's it's, it's exactly the opposite. Like as awesome as that music from Beverly Hills Cop Two is, just it's like the polar. Well, it also opposite. has remind us of a better movie. The thing, the yes. thing that really poisons yes. it is the jaunty piano that goes underneath the synthesizers. It sounds it's like a, a fucking of, sitcom opening credits. These new kind of like synthesizer sounds that they overdid in the 90s too. Like the point, point. Like I, don't, I can't obviously do it. But, like but when just Ross, these really when cheesy Ross effects. does his synthesizers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Real cheesy effects. It sucks. It was bad. But, uh, but George Cuffs. He's back. He's, he's got his. He's, well, he's holding his baby. Remember the incident? Yes. Like, I had this baby, and you know what? <laughs> Hell, I got married to my girlfriend. I don't. <laughs> what are you going to do? And, uh, and now I'm a police He just tells you. Nothing's real. funny about it. Like, he just tells you the stuff that's happening in their life. They, like, bought like, another district. <laughs> 
bought another. We bought another district. She's actually a financial. My whiz, reign so of I, terror will <laughs> extend to more, more parts of the city. <laughs> I'm balls deep in corruption, you know. But there also was that scene earlier where they got matching tattoos, but then they didn't show the they camera. They don't show us the tattoos. <laughs> I hated it so Damn, much. It's movie it was is such so a dumb weird. scene. They're like, oh, let me see your tattoo. Oh my god, that's really sexy. It's really Fucking cute. Bizarre. And then they like make out, but we don't we see like, the tattoo. Like, like I looking. literally paused it. I was like, did I miss it? And I like rewound it. I was like, they don't show either tattoo. They're just like fucking Tweety Bird. He goes, uh, <laughs> it's Calvin pissing on oh something. Oh my god. Anyways, he wraps everything up by going, uh, yeah, so I, I bought another district, and you got this baby here, and I like the baby, and I guess everything's going to be okay. And then that's my girlfriend over there, or my wife now, women. If it weren't for them, there'd be no civilization. Yeah. Well, see ya. <laughs> he says, well, see ya. Unbelievable. And then they roll credits. The end. That's the end. <laughs> and they don't. They don't. They also don't do a like Ferris Bueller like. That's it. The movie's over. Get out. No, I fast forwarded to see if they do that. Like they in Ferris Bueller's, they do not do that. Half assed. What a fucking strange movie. What a weird movie. I can't believe I loved this when I was a kid. Except I know totally why. I yeah, did. of course. It's. I can see the appeal definitely, and you know, it wasn't. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. It was I'm, fine. I watched this. It's kind of like, terrible. Thinking, I, <laughs> this is one of those things. I was like, I'm so glad that I generally don't get nostalgic for this stuff because I, I, yeah. I really, I'm really glad that I don't watch this as an adult and go like, I still think it's really good. Yeah. I think this movie was it avoided me being bored by it just because everything that happened in it was so like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so I think that, that that gives it a little bit of a, of a leg up on gleaming the cube. Did for Nick me. watch it with you? No, I watched I watched these last two on my own. I wanted, I was just curious if Nick liked this. I wonder if he's seen it. He probably would. <laughs> it's probably a little better than Gleaming the Cube, which it is, is like it's better than Gleaming the Cube. It's a shame, man. It's also That's, shorter. Sucks to be you, Gleaming the Cube, because this movie sucks. But it's at least like it's it's just zippier. Yeah, I found it easy to watch. It's it, easier to watch. It, it tasted fine. It's so weird. <laughs> it tasted fine. Um, this is, uh, here's some lines in it. This is just the class that we're just hearing the same shit now. This is 30 years later, but someone in San Francisco, crime is worse than it's been in 30 years. It's just people say that every fucking year. Things are worse than ever. Things are worse than ever. I knew you were that. Uh, <laughs> That's my favorite this thing is, in any Christopher Nolan movie. I love, th this line is uh, honestly one of the funny, when you really think about it, one of the funniest things that, that you could ever hear where Christian Slater's just decided he's going to take over the, right. George Cuffs, I mean, has decided he's going to take over George the, Cuffs. the district. George Cuffs. Cuffs. Wasn't he like like Deputy Secretary of Defense under Curtis LeMay or something, <laughs> yeah, George Cuffs? Yeah, I think he was. George And he goes, uh, and the, the fat cop who's like doesn't want him, he's like, you take over what's going on, you shouldn't or whatever. And he's like, no, relax. I'm only going to stick around until I clean up the neighborhood. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Just until you clean up the neighborhood. How long could that take? That's fine. This is the part where he's in the morning. He's like waking up in bed. And uh, and he's like in the imagine like, having to get up at five a.m. Yeah. every day for the rest of your life. He's like real bummed about his new life, his new lot in life. He's not going to Brazil for the gold rush. Now he has to be a police guy or whatever it is, rush. police special. <laughs> and he goes, uh, and he goes. At least I still have you, old reliable. And he's talking to his dick. <laughs> yeah. And me and Corey thought it would have been really funny if at the, at the end, the whole time he was talking to us, he was just talking, <laughs> talking to, to his, his dick. dick the whole time. Anyways, good night, old reliable to his dick. See it should, ya. It should cut. It should cut to the other side of the camera, and you see the dick monster from Bo is Afraid. It's just <laughs> Christian Slater's head on it. You know? yeah. I haven't seen that yet. Well, there's a dick monster in it. Spoiler. And this is how he describes. Um, uh, 
This is how he describes poisoning uh, Tony Goldwyn. I think he's just talking to himself like Tony Goldwyn's not there, and he's like, don't worry, I got something for you, Tony Goldwyn. Doug said that half of one of these would make you sleep like you had a tit in your mouth for eight hours. <sighs> There's like constantly lines like that where you're like, ugh, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> I can't believe this movie's better than <clears throat> Gleaming the Cube. <laughs> uh, ratings. I'm forced to give this two and a half, Juds. Just because baby Matt would be mad at me if I if I had to go back in time and tell him, sorry, dude, this movie sucks. But well, you uh, know, talk with your accent. <laughs> I talk with my accent? <laughs> Stay the course, Big Natty. You're doing you're doing great. <laughs> oh no, I tell him to go fuck himself. That kid sucks. <laughs> uh that kid was an asshole. Anyway, uh yeah, two and a half, two and a half jets. I'm sorry that I liked this. It's not good. It's made for twelve year olds, yes. so, so I mean, blame them. Yes, uh, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a Douglas for the the the, the presence of fifteen year old Mila Jovovich. Legitimately gnarly. It's it's gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm gonna give it uh, ten out of ten T-shirts with uh, with my face on it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We gotta get those. Speaking of T-shirts. Oh yeah. We'll have news on that. We're working soon. on that. I'm just going to give it two still, even though I do have to admit, I do have to say that just kind of on a pacing level, it's it's superior to Gleaming. I think it's a little shorter, too. Yeah. And it is and it's it is a technically kind of trying to do what it's trying to do. I just don't like what it's trying to do, you know? It's slicker. We'll put it that way. Uh, I'll, I'm gonna slicker than some girls' pink ones. <laughs> God. I'm quitting the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Bye. Uh, um, I'm gonna give it one Douglas for the aforementioned uh, genuine sleaziness at the at the core of this movie, real nasty. And uh, I'm gonna give it ten out of ten pink parts. There you go. <laughs> uh, okay. We're almost done. I'm giving it. <laughs> All right. So I did like it better than Gleaming the Cube, which I gave two and a half Juds. But also, I feel in my heart that this isn't a three Jud movie. God no. So I'm gonna give it. 2.75 jets. Wow. <laughs> According to my calculations. Love that <laughs> fucking nerd. And then I'm going to give it half a Douglas um, for Mila. And then for no fault of her own. And then um, I'm going to give it... <laughs> There's nothing even very cool in this. I'm, <laughs> g- <laughs> I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 sleeping pills and cold coffee. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Also, we could do two, two destroyed turkeys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very I, funny. I, I fiddled with that two idea. I toyed with it. Very, very you funny. fiddled? One farting dog. Mm. I'm telling you. Speaking of farting Hilarious. dogs. <laughs> Speaking of farting dogs, our next movie is called Hard Rain. <laughs> Chubby Rain. Perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. Take everything you know about Mother Nature. So, are we all going to die? Yeah, we're all going to die. Just not yet. Combine it with everything you know. What are you still doing here? You gonna arrest us, Sheriff? About human nature. Come on, give us a kiss. Ah, get out of here. here. <laughs> Mix in three million dollars in cold, hard cash. Stinks. Putting your ass on the line for somebody else's money? Where the hell's the road? It's there. Somewhere. Add water. And you have the perfect recipe. Probably just see us better. So we can't see it all. For the perfect crime. Turn down your lights! Ta, hey, ta. 
1998, Michael Salomon. Michael Salomon. Michael Salomon. Who's done a bunch of crapo. Well, Bunch of crapo, who, who was the DP on Backdraft and The Abyss. Yes. Oh, well, I mean, I just looked at the shit he directed. In in certain ways... I take that back. Well, he, I think that this pretty much ended his directing career because this movie was a huge bomb. But yeah. I'll tell you this. I mean, it was a huge bomb. Yeah. But I'll tell you this. Hard Rain, Christian Slater. This movie was great. 1998, is it? The movie that I was yeah. like, here comes another one of these fucking things. Like Because I, I watched these in... in mm-hmm. um, in Crony Ords. And I was like, here comes another bunch of Christian Slater bullshit. This movie fucking rules. Yeah, it's great. It rules. Uh, well, now, when this came out, I saw it in the theater and was like, eh. Yes. Well, it's classic. We just didn't know how good we had it. 100% okay. classic. It's we didn't know how good we had it. It's very strange because, according to Letterboxd, which is the part of my brain now that knows what I've watched and what I haven't watched because I can't hold it in my head anymore, five years ago, this tonight. January, tonight, this very night, oh. I watched this movie, and I gave it a good score. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I didn't remember any of it when I watched it's it. It's not time. the most memorable no. work. Yeah. But, but the concept is very memorable. Yes. I couldn't have even. This was all new to me. All of it. So it was. I mean, maybe I was just like. Smoking the reefer. <laughs> entirely possible. This is but, not, this is not a great movie, but it looks fucking. Amazing. It looks cool. I love the concept of this being set in a flooding, like a dangerously flooding, evacuated town. Is sick as hell. It's an yeah. action movie based in a flooding town. It's and, disaster and, movie plus action movie. It's and like, two and great they taste taste great together. That. They gave him a seventy million dollar budget. In we, we get a lot of this. Titanic esque like mm. fumbling for keys underwater and and, yeah. and being stuck to like banisters. And it's, all uh, the stuff it's, that you think they should Fox, do, they right? do. It's Fox. I don't, I don't know the studio. Because uh, if it is, it's like bro, Christian Slater had been in Broken Arrow, and this is very it's much in that vein. Follow up to Broken Arrow. You know, uh, Christian Slater's an action star, and now. I love Broken Arrow. But but yeah, this like I mean. It's not great, but when I was watching it the other night, oh my god, I was happy as a fucking pig and shit. I loved this movie. I mean, it's not great as a as a complete film. Like it's it's kind of um, a paint by numbers in a lot yeah, of ways. Totally. But at the same time, there's certain numbers that at the time you couldn't really paint over. You just if you want to make this movie, you have to do these things. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the special effects that they have now, where it would look like glossy, who gives a fuck type stuff. Yes. They had to build this set. Yep. Of this town. They had to and fill it with had water. They build a town and flood it. So if you see someone, <laughs> a town that has six feet of water in it, so you see like uh, street lights and, st- and signs, and then there's a, like a chase between, like a boat chase happening through this thing. They just had to do that. Yeah. And you get to see it. So cool. And it all looks awesome. This movie tasted so good. These poor fucking actors. Everybody suffered. You, this must have been so hard to make. Mm-hmm. You know, watching it, like how expensive all this stuff is. Every single, almost every shot has a rain machine going in it. There's water in all of them. Water is famously like hard to shoot with. It's dangerous for the actors, not just, but that you might drown, but you get you get sick mm-hmm. from it and all this. Like, and it's miserable to be in this all the time. People suffered for it. You can imagine them like trying to find somebody to direct this shit, and then and everybody to a person like, is like, I'm not "Fuck no, not getting anywhere near that." And yeah. the guy who's like, "Well, I shot the abyss. Nothing worse can happen to me." <laughs> and I'm sure it wasn't as bad as the abyss. Sir, like, no, was a probably not compared to the abyss. But it's fucking awesome. It looks really good. It looks. Aw- you can't fake this stuff. And then it also what it really legitimately does outside of the stuff that if you just make this stuff, it's gonna look cool. 
Uh, it is really well paced. Yeah, it's like under. It, four, it's like an hour and forty or something like that. Yes, well, hour thirty six. It just starts God. and it just goes and goes and goes and goes. And there's even a couple kind of cool little twistlets in yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, fucking a man. Thank you. And it, when when it came out in 1998, we were so spoiled by these kind this yes. genre of movies that we were all like, meh. Something like this came out every two weeks, like clockwork. And and we just didn't know how good we had it. Yeah, we didn't know that all movies were gonna look like fucking cartoons and yeah. have like Josh Joss Whedon style jokes and all, all be the exactly exact same thing. Oh, this movie, uh, I was just like another scene would would happen. It'll be like a gunfight in a cemetery that's flooded <laughs> yeah. at night while it's a raining? jet ski race in an abandoned high school. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh like, my god, <laughs> we're <laughs> flipping out when the when they're Betty White. The- <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh holy shit! Uh, there's like there's like scenes in it. There's a scene in it where it's just uh, Christian Slater and Minnie Driver, who is in this movie, by the way. You might not know that. Lovely Minnie Driver. Lovely Minnie Driver, and they're uh, it's, happy to and see it's you. just the scene where like eh, I guess we're gonna maybe have a romance because I'm a man and you're a woman, and here and we're, this is the scene where we kind of maybe like each other. But in this scene, they are in a car that's floating down an alleyway, <laughs> so it's like they're having a dumb conversation. But you're like, look at yeah. that. They're floating in a car. Those actors are miserable. And like the, <laughs> the like the street lights against like the water and everything. Yeah. You uh, can't it, it can't good. not look good. It you just it's also the pouring in. rain because the rain is so hard. The, the rain. And the if you rain. watched it here in Seattle in the last few days, it's, it was raining outside too. Oh, it was so the environment, when I was watching the ambiance. I'm gonna give this a very high rating. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it's it's gonna be. And I, uh, uh, everybody, if you just like action movies. Go out there and watch, watch it's like fine hard rain. Yeah, hard rain. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it on Blu-ray. I, I, You're gonna buy it? Oh yeah, I'll, I'll watch this movie five or six times. <laughs> Come yeah, on, yeah, buy it. An hour and th- again, hour and thirty-six. True. Be Look, sick I'm if not like saying. Arrow put out a cool blue of this. That'd be so tight. I'm sure there's gonna be a there should be a good Kino Lorber of this one soon. Uh, well, what's this movie about though? Oh gosh. Well, this movie is about Christian Slater, who is a what do you call him? money transporter? <laughs> armored car? Yeah, he's a driver of an armored car. And money transporter. A money transporter? <laughs> this whole this town- is some weird post apocalypse yeah. where people get in trucks it's and take crazy. money to different places. It's crazy. They take it to different places. No, that's real. <laughs> Emily, that's real. What if I just didn't know shit? <laughs> um, so this town is being evacuated, has been evacuated because of this like flash flood type thing that's happening and they're next to a bunch of dams and stuff. So very dangerous stuff. Uh, Betty White and her husband are not evacuating. They are instead setting up traps. Betty White, her husband is Richard Dysart. Uh, have you ever seen The Thing? Yeah, I've seen he's, The Thing. He's the doctor. He looks like Santa Claus. He's this. Doc Copper in The Thing. Okay. He's the guy who who gets his hands eaten when he's defibrillating the dude. Ooh. That's him. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, so they're, not, they're the only ones not leaving, which we'll come back to later, but... Uh, Christian Slater and his his partner Ed Asner, the great Ed Asner, the great the Ed ghost. Asner, eyebrows looking mwah. spectacular, uh, hair hair coming out of his ears, which which Christian Slater comments just, just on. Just a gleaming god, a specimen of masculinity. Yeah, just they're driving this armored car. They had to go to all of the banks at once because they're evacuating the town, so they have to also evacuate the money. All the money. Uh, but it is raining quite hard, and they're in the car, and we kind of get their their relationship with each other mm-hmm. they've known each other for a long time christian slater makes an offhand comment about how he doesn't want to end up like ed asner and and that actually like hurts ed asner's feelings because yeah. he's like what's wrong like what's wrong with that what's wrong with me just driving this car like yeah so there's there's a little push and pull he's kind of like a father-esque a figure. mentor a mentor if you will 
Um, but they're up ahead. There's a dip in the road, and so the car gets stuck, basically. Yeah. And water is rising. Mm-hmm. And they call the National Guard, I guess. Isn't that what Do they, they call say? the National Guard I right away? In a, in a minute. Because like, okay. they can't, you know, everyone's gone. Yeah. No one is there there. They see a light, and it ends up being Morgan Freeman and his... His gang his, of cronies? His, his two adopted sons. His two adopted criminal sons that he brings with him. And they're shining a light, and they're like, we'll help you. And it's already like, you know, they're oh, about to fucking steal robbers. this money. And they're shining the light really brightly on them, and then they, I don't know, does Christian Slater pull out his gun? I don't remember. I watched this like a week and a half ago. And one of them does. I, I guess it has to be Christian Slater, and then they shoot at him, and they end up hitting Ed Asner. Ed Asner dies. And he ends up dying. Yeah. Which is really sad. And then Christian Slater grabs the bag of money mm-hmm. and, and with a rope, and he... He also evacuates. He run off with the money. He run off. Yeah. He run off. And Morgan Freeman and his two little boys. <laughs> Why does Morgan Freeman have two adopted white boys? <laughs> he has two adopted white boy criminals. Um, uh, Zeke and Kenny. Zeke. One of them is named Kenny. Is the other one Zeke? I don't know. It's tight. One of them is named Kenny, and I only I only say that because when Kenny gets killed later, they, kill they go. He, somebody actually says, "Oh my God, they killed Kenny." Yep. <laughs> Nobody says you bastards, which, but they do say that. Which, but but this like this came out in what ninety eight, so South Park was like pretty new at the time still. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it might actually be a like probably because that was reference. like their big thing. For, yeah. They say they do say Kenny a lot. Yeah, they're not saying anybody else's name as much as Kenny. <laughs> Well, Kenny's the big fuck up, though. Kennedy, Kenny is a real doofus. <laughs> he starts this whole. He starts this whole thing. He Kenny's the one, the one that shoots. shoots. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Kenny's the one that Kenny. shoots. They they get to the truck and they realize that the guy is the guy. He run off. Slater run off with the money. Yeah. And an and here begins our big cat and mouse chase through the flood. This is where the town. rain starts to get really hard. The rain gets very hard. Yeah. In this movie's defense, that's pretty Super much it. Super hard. That's what you. That's what you gotta love about this movie. It's just like, uh, here we go. Like, and you can tell from the from the onset. He's like, I got the money. I'm gonna go hide it somewhere. And now we're chasing after you. And you're like, that's it. That's yep. the movie. We, we are literally. We're dropped into this right away. We're going right the fuck away. Yep. We are into this. It's good. Um, I was. I just, I just wanted to say to my end that one scene where they're just in that big in that big pool of, of flooded water. It's not even very imp- spectacular. It's just water yeah. that's flooded the trees. We haven't gotten into the town yet or anything, and it's like this looks great. Yeah, mm. <laughs> this mm-hmm. would look. There, there would be a sheen of un of unreality if they made it now. Well, because the they would, you shoot the whole fucking thing in front of a green. They shoot the now. whole thing in front of a green screen. They would just be in a tank or something like that. And this is just clearly it is what it is. And you're like, man, that's so cool. <laughs> That this scene is happening in a big flooded, yeah. flooded area. Yeah, and then later on, looks how it looks. They're like, as we said, they're in like a fucking town in yeah. a high school and shit like that. I, I, I was over the moon watching this damn movie. I'm telling yeah. you. We jump right in to where Morgan Freeman and these guys break into, <laughs> break into like a boat sail, like a. A boat sale place? Is what are they called? Why can't I figure out how words work? A boat sale place? Yeah. A boat dealership. Oh. I guess. I guess that's fine. It's a strange post-apocalyptic future where you just buy a <laughs> you boat just somewhere. You buy a boat. I guess it's real. It's only in San Francisco. Only in San Francisco. It actually predates boat dealerships by, by two, two years. years. <laughs> did you get the, that it's Huntingburg, Indiana? No. Oh, did we did we actually get out the fact that this movie opens with the, the Paramount logo? And no, then the, Paramount. And, and yeah, then it Fox. pans down from the mountain yes. of the Paramount logo to the, the to the mountain town, and, and I was like, oh, I love when they fuck. Oh, I shit. love when they fuck with 
the like brand the logos good like stuff. that. It's classic so fun. classic mountain town in Indiana where all the mountains are. Famously mountainous <laughs> Indiana. <laughs> I mean, they're just trying to do a fun thing. I don't think that I don't know if that mountain's actually supposed to be there, right. but uh, whatever. Who gives a shit? It's action. It's action in floods. So they steal a boat, and they steal. They also steal some jet skis mm-hmm. from this place that you can purchase these items at. Target. Sick as hell. <laughs> and then yeah, so geez. it's on really nothing. That's I mean, all, that's I, it. Yeah. That's, That's the it. There's like man. little details. There's a little bit of a twist uh, at about the end of the second act. Um, Christian, and then of course Christian Slater is just trying to get away. He goes into this church. And that's where uh, Minnie Driver, I think she's an artist, mm-hmm. and she's building stuff for the church. Uh, she's doing she, the stained glass windows. She clubs him with a with a giant crucifix with uh, Christ's face on it. Jesus, lady, and what are you trying to do to me here? Right now, now I'm going to have people coming from all around the world to see the face of Jesus on my forehead. Which is a thing that Christian Slater says. <laughs> there's not a lot of amazing, like honestly, there's not even a lot of dialogue in this movie. Oh. It's just mostly, it's just wall-to-wall yeah. action for the most part. Um, but that's one of them. The people that were still at the church put him in their like jail holding cell because they think, because it's like the neighboring town, right? Because the, the whole, the town that they were at was completely evacuated. Yes. So this has to be the town like right next to them. And they think he's a looter. So they put him in jail. And when he wakes up, uh, the jail is flooding. The jail is flooding. And and, and, and again, and the guys, is... he had already told them about the money mm-hmm. that he had tied to a gravestone in the cemetery. Yeah. Yes. And you guys are Indiana small town cops. Surely you're not capable of evil. I yeah. can trust you guys, yeah. right? Randy Quaid, famously uh, trustworthy. Very and, uh, stable, stable young man. Stable kind of guy. But this is only like 20 minutes into the movie where he's been locked up. They're not mad at him, but it's just sort of like, we're going we're gonna to check on the things that you said, and then we'll come back and let yeah. you out. We don't, we're not expecting the dam to overflow. Yeah. But, of course, Homer Stokes from uh, Old Brother Where Art Thou is the guy in charge of the dam. And we and a lot more happens with this character, but at first he's just sort of like I can't handle shit, and he keeps he's <laughs> he's like taking a shit at one point, and then water starts pouring, and he's like, oh, I fucked it up or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Woke for Stokes, brother, <coughs> and uh, and so the and so the the cops are out checking on uh, Christian Slater's information, and then we and this is probably like twenty minutes into the movie where his cell is flooding. Mm-hmm. I just love I liked I love this kind of you know how I like man as we yeah. discussed in the last episode like environmental type stuff. Sure. And this is his cell floods, and then there's kind of like a skylight up above, and he punches out the skylight, and then the water comes all the way up, goes down, and finds a flashlight. T- breaks it apart into the tube and sticks the tube out and is breathing through it. Now it's just like sweet, love it, good stuff. <laughs> love that shit. Mini driver, like who had previously clubbed him in the face with Christ's face, uh, comes and saves him. So they're now they're on a better for they're getting ma- marching through all the tropes real yeah, yeah. fast. It's it's hitting just trying. It's, they're hitting the beats and just trying to get to the action. I wonder stuff. if it's just cut down for longer. I hope I, I have the only complaint that I have about this movie is that it's not R rated, and I totally understand. Yeah, yeah. The movie cost seventy fucking million dollars in nineteen ninety eight, but it fe- it has a feeling of an R rated movie. Yeah. So the fact that there's no swearing and and the violence is uh, punched, it it all feels like pulled punches. Um, but what can you do? Well, you, I mean, it's really good. It's it's know. and it's still great. It's like a, it's only a mild complaint. Yeah. That's like pie in the sky shit. If Hard Rain was was R rated, Hard Rain, Hard R, Hard R. That, yeah. oh, I just can't say that anymore. Um. But anyways, she saves him, and uh, 
and and then they're kind of kind of off on a, on their own adventure. I can't remember. I think they're just trying to get help at this point. And then th- this is where they uh, stumble upon Betty White's house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Betty White and some guy. They didn't. I don't think that they had a famous person playing her husband. She's a shrew. Uh, yes, and Richard Dysart is, as we pointed out. Oh, was Richard Dysart is the is the is husband? the husband? Oh, yeah. Okay, I didn't recognize him with the beard. Or maybe I don't just don't recognize him in general. But she says stuff like, "Who do you think you are, General Schwarzkopf?" Yeah, it's 1998. <laughs> this is a thing when she's pointing a gun at him. Well, now, now put your hands up real slow, like you're in a big jar of molasses. Okay. And they've also they've also made hints like when when they're being evacuated and stuff, they go up to her. She's like Harry Truman at Mount St. Helens, where they're like, "I'm not leaving. I'm an old person, and I'm staying here." And also. I've rigged up traps around my house for the, for the looters. <laughs> so there's like traps that they've set up and shit. There's like, like that. bear. It's like bear traps. Bear it's traps. Like some saw shit. Some saw <laughs> going some on. Saw shit. <laughs> she goes full jigsaw. She goes full. She's gone full <laughs> jigsaw in this. Betty White. There's a little arc with this couple that is kind of like you don't need that, and I don't know why why that didn't. That kind of made me like later when they're on the then they're in it the is tree a little touching at the end for a second when you think he's dead. I was like, whoa, are we about to like. Get, get really sad. Yeah, for just some gonna reason. get like real Because I thought she was just for the comic relief a little bit. Yeah, she's just comic relief at first, but she's also like she's a real she's a shrew or whatever, and she's, she's like she's I don't real, give a fuck. Yeah. And, and the husband's constantly trying to help people, and she's and he's like uh, Christian Slater and uh, okay, Mini Christ- Driver. You can have my boat. And she's like you giving him the boat. When Christian Slater's like, do you want to come with me? <laughs> and, and he's, <laughs> he he's, he's like to the husband. Yeah, he's like uh, she's like no, no. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> like, deal with it. He thinks <laughs> about it for a second. <laughs> He's like, are you sure you don't want to come? But, but again, like everything in this movie, we're only in this house for like three or four minutes, and yeah. then they're back on the boat, and they're off movie, into, into action again. This movie gets pace. This movie gets story. This is like how you <sighs> fucking do an action movie like this. Like, throw us in. We're fine, you yeah. know? I, you don't need to stretch it out. I don't need to languish in one thing or another. Just be one thing after another. And it's not like this was... Like, how long was this? It's not like this was like... Hour 36. Yeah. It's not like this was even like a super, super short movie, but it, like it was perfect... Pace for the length, and I don't know. Yeah, now that I even think about it, I don't even think they needed to cut out that Betty White stuff. It's <laughs> no, fine. That's and, fine. And like you were saying, the end, there's, there's, a, no, there's a part at the end, and it's all cool, really cool a shot. Very cool shot. Where she's got him on a tree branch, and like, he's passed out, and she's like crying <laughs> and being like, "You're the only thing I have. You got to wake up." And the and water's whooshing like, below. Like, and then he eventually wakes up, and then he's like, "Next time they say evacuate, we evacuate." And then they hug, and it was like. You know, no one's going to be mad at seeing Betty White. Yeah. And, you know, she's always a delight. And the fact that she's down to do shit like, or she was, RIP, she was down to do shit like this is cool. It's awesome. I, I rescind any complaint about that. That was great. Yeah, you I, shut your fucking <laughs> mouth, Travis. <laughs> I won't talk for the rest of the episode. No, please. We need you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yes, it's just, again, them, like, trying to, I mean. They're running from Freeman and Co. At the, at and then the, they're running from Quaid and Co. There's yeah, a part and then the movie, There's a part in the movie where what? where I was going like, oh my god, I fucking can't believe how awesome this is, and that's where they go into the high school. Mm-hmm. Presumably oh, they just so built cool. this set, and it's just like a real like locker really and everything. They're there's, literally on jet skis through the hallways yeah. of this high school. There's a movie that came out I think shortly, maybe four or five years after this, called Dead Rising that has a lot Deep of Deep like, Rising. Sorry, Deep Rising. Great it's movie. Not, it's pretty contemporaneous. I really like it, but there's a lot I of jet ski scenes too, yeah. where they're going down columns, and that's at that point that they've already adapted the special effects to it, so it's pretty fakey looking. I'm not complaining; I like right. that movie, but this is just straight up people zooming in jet skis down an actual set yeah. uh, that looks like a school and bashing. And at one point, he like crashes into like a fucking desk or whatever and goes flying into a trophy case, <laughs> and you're just like, "Fuck!" That's how you man. do it. 
That's how you get the trophies. And while this was happening, I was, I was, me and Corey were just flipping out over this, and I was like, I know that this movie's not gonna like pull it off in the end, but right now I am into this. So for as much and as it kind of does, yeah. Though. For as much as Gleaming the Cube didn't make use of its skateboards yeah. and all of that, this makes use of every every single location, prop, setting, yeah. everything, it the environment, milks it. yeah. In a great way. It absolutely milks it. It's so cool. I mean, the concept of having a ski, a jet ski chase down the, the halls of a school is really cool. And, and if you just shoot people actually doing it, well, there you go. pretty hard to fuck it up. Exactly. <sighs> and so um, there's just like they're constantly negotiating at first with Morgan Freeman. And, and I, I also was noticing this at first. This is the fr- I think I thought that I'd seen this before, but watching it I realized that I hadn't where I was like it's kind of interesting that Morgan Freeman's kind of like a decent man he's the antagonist he just wants the money That's I just want wants. the money I don't want anybody to get hurt that your your friend Ed Asner getting killed that didn't ha- I didn't, didn't want that to happen too. we we do find that out in oh, a twist spoiler. later on <laughs> But I was, but I was kind of going like, that's kind of a, a, a weird, interesting choice to make your main bad guy be um, basically decent. He's like common level-headed. But it turns out, of course, this movie's got a little bit of a twist up its sleeves. Yeah, because yeah. Randy Quaid, who's introduced being very wholesome, and kind of going like, well, we are going to evacuate <laughs> all these can't. people because I do my job. There's no way you can look at the face of Randy Quaid and think that he's just just a good guy. Yeah, this all culminates. Shitter was full. This all culminates at a scene where where Morgan Freeman finally gets has Christian Slater and he's like, "You better lead me to where the where the money is." Yeah, and he's like, "Fine, I'll do it." And Morgan Freeman's like, "I don't want to kill whoever I'm threatening to kill, but I'll do it." And he's like, "All right, you win. I'll take you to the money. In the end, who gives a shit?" And then they go out to the cemetery that where is the flooded fucking caskets are popping up. The caskets which is are tight popping as up. Fuck. Fucking cool. <laughs> so good. It's hella cool because and of the compressed air in the in the casket and christian slater goes down uh, into the water where he has uh, hidden uh, the money and comes back up and he's like the money ain't here man i don't know what to tell you someone beat, someone you, to beat you to the punch and at this moment someone else is shooting yeah and it's randy quaid and on all of his men including and mark ralston from aliens and you're and you're seeing them shooting and stuff like that yeah mark ralston from aliens uh, um, drake mm-hmm. from aliens and man he plays too a, bad plays a great bad guy yeah uh, shawshank redemption too mm-hmm. um but you get one of these classic moments. I'm trying to get the actual line. So they're shooting at him, and it's, at this moment, you could be like, hey, don't shoot at us, cops. You guys are the good guys, uh, and you're shooting at me, the good guys, so don't shoot at us. And they're like, okay, okay, all right, maybe. Right. Uh, but 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 at this point, you get one of those classic scenes where the guy's face changes. <laughs> and it's Randy Quaid, and he's going like, and he's like, you don't want to like kill me, do you? And he goes... <laughs> Maybe I do. And he's like, oh, they're the bad guys. It turns out the cops, like, he's he is deeply resentful of, like, having to do this shit job. Yeah, he hates it. He, he says, I have a line in it where he's been eating a bunch of shit for a long time. Do you remember that part? Oh, yeah, I wrote it down. Uh, for 20 years, I've been eating <laughs> shit for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And well, now it's time well, to change. I'm changing the menu. <laughs> yeah, baby. Been eating. Yeah. I'm eating untold buckets of shit for this fucking <laughs> job all my life. Work my ass off. What I wouldn't give <laughs> for love's sake. Give and give for love's sake. Uh, <laughs> untold buckets of shit that this guy's. Uh, so I love that. And now they're the bad guys. And this is and this was why we were introduced to Morgan Freeman being like a sort of. So yeah. when he inevitably. now It's almost like. Reportedly, they changed the ending of this movie because he died in the original cut. And the test, the test audiences did? were like, we don't like that. Morgan no. Freeman's got to live, and he's got to get some money. I don't disagree with. Yeah, keep the keep. He it the was way pissed. It is. Yeah. He was apparently pissed about it. Interesting. 
He wanted he wanted it to be more the of like a... The quote that I read from multiple sources was, we're letting the audiences tell us how to make the movie now? That sounds like a Morgan Freeman sort of thing, yeah. sort of thing. But I, I, I think it's fine. In this. this movie went through like a really rough production. It had to have. There's just no way around it. I mean, like post-production, it went through like multiple cuts. They cut it down. I'm pretty sure they cut it down because uh, it feels cut down. And uh, there's a really funny story about why it costs so much money. And it's not what you think. Really? Yeah. Are we going to hear about that? I was going to get to it maybe? later, but let's yeah. get Let's get to it at the end. Uh, because there's truly a, not that much to say about uh, other than a bunch of fucking awesome. I mean, you get this twist here where Randy Quaid is now officially the bad guy. And so, like, everybody's gathered around at this moment. And and I think it's very funny to me that Randy Quaid had apparently not discussed this with uh, his men. <laughs> He's like, we're evil now, boys. What yeah. do you have to say about that? And, like, one of the guys is like, I'm cool with that. Uh, Drake is like, I'm cool yeah. about that. And then another one of the guys is like, what? We're... I." Evil. I don't want to be evil. Yeah, because no, he also, no, we're he also likes Mini Driver. That guy. Yeah, and that and uh, yeah, everybody likes Mini Driver, and that leads to a pretty creepy scene. But whatever, the, he, he's oh, the God. evil one. Uh, and but one of the guys is very important. One of the guys is conflicted because you know he's worked for this guy for twenty years or whatever it is, and but he also is not cool with the uh, evil turn that they've that they've decided to take. Yeah. And then Homer Stokes is there, the guy who fucked up the damn situation. And he, and he's like, what do you th- what do you think, Homer Stokes? You want to be part of the evil crew? And Homer Stokes is one of those guys who's like, hell yeah, I do. <laughs> do I get <laughs> to hunt? Do me? I get to hunt man? Because he, he's like a hunter or something. It yeah, turns out. And yeah. So, they're like, if you if you've ever hunted with this guy, you know he's ready to go. Can you imagine this small town Indiana guy is cool nope. with hunting man? I, I find it all very believable. <laughs> all all mm. this stuff. Um, and so now it's now it's these guys, and it's it, it, there might as well be a thing where Morgan Freeman goes like, Christian, you and I have to be allies now. John Doe has you up a hand <laughs> because those guys are the rain bad guys now. So now we're friends. And All right, just like I guess you're right because you seem a little less. Man, you think this rain could get a little softer? <laughs> Can we soften <laughs> the rain a little bit here? There's a story that apparently in his contract his body temperature was not allowed to drop like more than like so many degrees like a degree or something like that and so they had to heat the water to body temperature it's just stuff there's weird stories that they, that seem like they could be apocryphal that that you hear That's this crazy. is this movie premiered right around the time he went to jail i think slater yeah for biting the cop's stomach i don't know if it was that one but he, there was like some i think there <laughs> was like a, something else i think it was like a, a dv i think he had like he hit his girlfriend or something like okay. that. okay or maybe drugs I yeah christian slater had a real troubled time I, the only thing that i remember is at one point he he bit a cop's stomach I pro- presumably Why? a cop How? that was trying to subdue him no, and they wanted to have some tummy time <laughs> he was <laughs> yeah he was giving him the raspberries i was oh, trying to give him God. raspberries don't you understand <laughs> <laughs> It's like the first time I gave my dog the raspberries. She was like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> What's that shit? <laughs> I like how you call it the raspberries. <laughs> the raspberries. What do you call it? Raspberries. That's not very funny. The raspberries. Yeah, the ra- I'm about to give you the raspberries. We say the raspberries because it's, t- it's 20% funnier. It's mathematics. It is funnier. Just like tw- underpants, 25% funnier than underwear. Oh, my God, underpants. <laughs> underpants, funny word. <laughs> There's You're right. I'm, I'm, st- I'm just Matt. chuckling it's over ju- here. It's just science. <laughs> <laughs> it's just science. Speaking of Randy Quaid's evil turn, it's it's very funny how hard he goes. <laughs> Randy Quaid's evil turn predated his <laughs> actual <laughs> evil turn. Predated his actual. Yeah. Dennis has gone crazy now too. Uh oh yeah, not to the, that extent, but he's like clo- he's like MAGA adjacent. He's MAGA adjacent. He went on Tucker. He went on Tucker Carlson to complain about how our power grid is underprepared for a serious disaster. Oh, well, boy. I mean, he's on his way, baby. Yeah. But isn't the power grid unprepared for? A serious I mean, that disaster? may or, that may or may not be true. But Tucker Carlson, you, you don't go on Tucker. No, you don't go on Tucker no. to say that. No. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I consider that quite disingenuous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's a part where there's just like a close-up, and I think the guy who's wavering on whether to be evil or not goes like, but what about the town? And it zooms in on oh. Randy Quaid's face, and he goes, screw the town. Oh and you're like, damn. And it goes, Shit. All right, so here's Wait, did we talk about Kenny dying? Kenny yeah, gets electrocuted. Kenny gets, that's not when he dies, though, interestingly no. enough. That's right, that's right. But the, you have to. But this is why how this movie fucking delivers, because we all know how water works. And yeah. in movies like this, there's we know that electricity is bad news in the water, right? And it's and of course, just dutifully, you're like, are they going to do an electricity? Oh, here we go, electricity thing. And there's like a fuse box. The mm-hmm. water's rising towards the fuse box. Sparks. Everybody's like, get out of the water. The fuse box is going to blow. And they're all scrambling. It's all very tense. And then Kenny, who's the, who's a fucking dumbass, doesn't time he wasn't even supposed to be there today. He's not even supposed to be there today. He gets supposed shocked, to be and we don't get to see his like skeleton while he's being shocked. Unfortunately, always oh problems God. go all the way. That always bugs me when we don't get to see the skeleton. See the I skeleton. know. I always wish to see the skeleton. <laughs> but he takes... I always wish to see the skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> he takes a full blast, but he's still alive, and uh, and and dies in Morgan Freeman's arms. It's a, actually later. a really sad scene because Morgan yeah. Freeman's holding him. He's telling him he's going to be okay. He's I like, love you, hurt. Kenny. He's like, it hurts, and. And then he was like, oh, I have, I, like, am I going to make it? And he's like, yeah, yeah, you're going to make it. You're going to be just fine. And then he goes, you know what? It's not hurting anymore. I thought you were fucking with me when you said I was going to make it. But, yeah, I feel a lot better because he's fucking dying. I don't feel yeah. any pain anymore. It's and then he so slips away. Sad. And then there's a scene later on where, where uh, Kenny is in, still in Morgan, Kamen's, uh, Kenny's body is still in Morgan Freeman's boat. And they're getting, uh, it's him and Morgan Freeman, or him and Christian Slater, are trying to escape from some bad guys, and it's like we're going too slow. And Morgan Freeman has to like mournfully yeah, toss Kenny's body out so they can go faster. And Kenny was only there because he had told Morgan Freeman had told Kenny's father he'd look after mm-hmm. him. Yeah, and he says later he's like, I guess I didn't do a very he, good job. Un- yes, for sure. <laughs> for I should have brought Yodel and Zeke instead of Kenny. <laughs> And then finally, this must have been a real relief to the filmmakers and just everyone involved. Where they, the, the action for a good twenty minutes kind of settles in this church area. At least they, yeah. at least they can settle down and yeah, focus their attention in one place. Yeah. Uh, and this is where you get the information that Morgan Freeman, because because Christian Slade is pretty judgy about him, but yeah. but he's like, actually, Ed Asner was my friend and he was in on this whole yeah, thing yeah. the whole time. And he's like, what? Well, oh, even at the man. beginning of the movie, he's like, maybe we should call somebody because we're flooded. And Ed Asner is like, let me handle this. I'll like, take I'll care of it. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's, that's, that's hard for Christian Slater to hear. Uh, but they they get reach this kind of detente. But Morgan if Freeman my Asner's is... frightening you, you should keep asking, <laughs> should cease asking scary questions. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I'm like working on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're almost there. Uh, but Morgan Freeman's basically like, like I'll ally with you for the time being, but you can't count on me. I want I'm here for the money, and I'll always be. I'm just gonna get the money. Blah blah blah. And you're like, sure, whatever. And you can basically imagine how things go. You get a climactic showdown with Randy Quaid. Uh, they kill some of their guys. Um, at a certain point, uh, the ch- the church is on fire. Mini Driver has been handcuffed oh, by Dutch, and this is a pretty queasy scene. Um, but you know, PG thirteen still, where um, the house is flooding too. So she's it, they do this. She's twice. taken back to her house. It's her I believe own that house. Is her house gets handcuffed to the banister of the stairs as yeah. the water is slowly rising. And, and Drake's gonna try to rape her. Yeah. While this is happening. Nice. Don't and worry, he, he lights a candle. 
He lights a candle and, and smooth he, and, move, buddy. Well, he's like like leaning into her. He's like, "Dear Penthouse, I always thought your letters were fake. That it would never happen to me." And you're like, "Fuck, yeah. God." And then something about it's a pink gnarly. Parts, she it was... stabs him in the back of the neck with a yeah, pink parts great. Stabs him in the back of the neck with a, a Swiss Army knife that she's used to uh, good effect. Mm-hmm. She uses a Swiss Army knife n- numerous times. In Everyone this. uses everything in a good way. It's here. all set up really well. Yeah. yeah. No, it's I, movie's fucking great. <laughs> um, and then, but she's still attached to the banister. Can't seem to do anything about that. Christian Slater, after a bunch of action happens at this house, and they've killed a couple guys. He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go save Mini Driver." And he's like, "All right, fine, whatever." He goes out to the house. This is where the action's happening now. Now, Christian Slater's also having trouble getting. She's really attached to this banister. Well, she she do. is slowly unscrewed. Like the top of the banister to slide up segment by segment, and then yeah. she makes it to the top of the stairs. But the water has also made it to the top of the stairs, and now she's at the top of the stairs. There's nothing left to unscrew. She's still stuck. And at this and he goes, point, hey, this is where we first met. <laughs> he starts looking at the guy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, but the the house at this point, as if this movie couldn't get any more awesome, the house has now become uh, detached from the ground. Yes, <laughs> floating. Now we're in Cape Fear. <laughs> and she goes like, <laughs> I think there's a gun on the porch. He swims down. More, more just actors <laughs> swimming around in a bunch of crud in waters. Yeah. So dangerous, so scary. Yeah, um, it's really, it's really intense. It's like a lot of these scenes are, like I'm holding my breath watching these yeah. scenes, you know. And it's just you are just looking at a thing that is really dangerous and and scary. Even even under, even in the safest, as safe as you can make it, it's still an actor swimming around in a bunch yeah. of crap. Mm-hmm. Um, and he shoots the handcuffs off, but now the house is floating down the down the flooded river. And this is where the climate, the climactic action this takes needs, place. This needs like gator attack. Yeah, it's no gators in Indiana, unfortunately. <laughs> no, they got mountains. They do have the Paramount Mountain. <laughs> yeah, apparently not far the away. Paramount Mountain in Indiana. But Morgan Freeman like finds his uh, conscience at this moment, goes to save them. He knows Randy Quaid uh, is after them. Randy Quaid's <clears> about <throat> to dispatch them, and Morgan Freeman uh, on his. Um, boat. Out inboard, outboard motor. Mm-hmm. Uh, little pontoon. Little pontoon boat. Jumps off the top of the house. Very and his cool. Boat just that was misses. Fucking cool. Just misses Randy Quaid, and Randy Quaid's like, "Whew!" But of course, he's been dragging that outboard motor right over the top, and he gets hit by an outboard motor. Oh, I could have. I cool. could have used a little more gore. Yeah, this is, this is what I'm saying. PG-13. But if that's my only complaint, you know, yeah, a, a, that's yeah. basically exactly Absolutely. what Travis said earlier. Yeah. Like it's it's a complaint, but it's not much of one because yeah, I yeah. still ended up liking this movie right. quite a bit. Uh, so you think Randy Quaid's out. Now they're all gathered together on the top of uh, the little boat. And then Randy Quaid, like, pulls himself up. He's covered in blood. And uh, uh, Minnie Driver is going to pull the trigger on him, but she's out of bullets. Oh, no. And he's going to pull the trigger on her, and someone shoots him. I believe it's Christian Slater, isn't Christian it? Christian Slater, someone, he dies, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's It's this kind of thing. And then conveniently, that's when help actually arrives. Yeah. I have like just like all the action is done in like footnotes for like the last fifteen, the fifteen minutes in the movie, and it's like um, f- Swiss Army knife escape, dam break, Quaid shoots Freeman, Stokes blows up, house starts to float. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "Fuck, man!" There's a lot happens. Yeah, that's right. Homer Stokes thinks he's gonna get away, and then like a propane tank hits him, and he gets blown into the sky. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Uh, and he gets blown away, whatever, by somebody, and then and then the movie culminates with uh, <clears throat> Christian Slater and and Minnie Driver like bull- oh uh, Morgan Freeman um, 
Christian Slater goes like, I can't let you have the money, but you can go, you can get away or whatever. He's like, all right. And then he starts going away. And then just like, I think like a corpse with one of the money bags floats up to him and he grabs the bag and Christian Slater's like, nah, I guess he got a little bit of the money. Ah, well. (laughs) Yeah. And then then Morgan Freeman's just off. He wins. He's fine. Mm -hmm. Christian Slater gets to marry Minnie Driver, presumably. They they like, I don't even remember, but they just have like some gags where they're just like, I guess that was, so that happened or something (laughs) like that. I don't don't even know. It just ends, which is good. I mean, Monsters monsters Dead roll credits. Totally fine with it. Roll credits. And then the the movie called Hard Rain ends with a song that you, the only song that you can end a movie called Hard Rain with. And that is, of course, Flood by Jars of Clay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was so weird. Rain, rain on my head. I had forgotten the rain, existence rain, of this whole song. I don't think I could identify that song for you. Raining for days. It sounds like if that. If I could live for 40 days. How come it didn't have lightning crashes in it? Should it should have ended with lightning crashes. <laughs> Go out on her placenta, placenta falls to the ground. <laughs> it's on theme. I saw them live multiple times because they're from York, Pennsylvania. You saw live, live? Yes. That's fun. They're from where? <laughs> York, Pennsylvania. Oh. Anyhow, Great. I mean, I didn't do it by Great choice. Band. They were there. But this is Jars they, they of Clay. They just kept performing in front of me everywhere I would walk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it happens. It was an accident. It's Pennsylvania. It's an entirely un- un- it's uncharted territory out there. They carved the whole state out of one rock. <laughs> that's right. Uh... All right, yeah, that's that's hard rain. I mean, it's hard rain. There's not a whole lot of lines because so much awesome fucking yeah. action. This is, is almost a speed sequel. Yeah, same oh. writer, Graham Yost. Graham oh. Yost, that's right. Graham Yost, man, Justified, Speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did. He made his mark. He did a pretty good job. Um, I just have this one where because there is a character that we forgot to mention who's constantly saying Bible quotes. Well, I say oh, yeah. const- I say constant constantly. He has two. Yeah, and then at a, at a certain point. <clears throat> He's probably saying them off camera. Uh, you, you can only assume he's been saying them this whole time, but he only says two. And at a certain point, he goes, um, apropos of nothing, at night we'd go down to the river, and into the river we'd die. Yeah. That's actually Springsteen, man. I'm all out of Bible quotes. <laughs> I was like, you only had two. I believe like, one I of the other. I believe one of the that. other characters says that they work for the Johnstown Company, which is also a reference to the Bruce Springsteen song. Oh, that is true. Okay. Graham Yost, you've done it again. Um... That's it. Uh, fucking ratings. I'm going to give us three and a half Juds. Yeah. Sturdy shit, man. Uh, we would call this a programmer. Yeah. This is the stuff that you would go see every weekend. I mean, what, this is in the, in the 90s, I went to the movies three, you know, three, four times a week, and on the weekends, I'd go twice. And it was just like, what? I didn't care what was playing. Just going to the movies. And this is the kind of shit that you could reliably be counted on. To give you, you know, your money's worth. We didn't think that at the time, though. No, not at the time, but still, like this, I miss those days. Like I miss mm-hmm. being able to see that stuff. We're Nowadays, this would go to Netflix or something. Yeah, and it would look like shit. It look or, like it would, shit. or it'd be buried yeah. under everything else. Yeah. Or it, somehow you not releasing it would make them the studio more right. money. Yeah, seriously. Oh, we should talk about that really quickly. So uh. the other apocryphal story that I've heard about this, and I don't know if this is true. It sounds fishy, <laughs> but that the studio was terrified about the possibility of an outbreak of Legionnaire's disease because of all of the flooded sets. Yeah. I think it's happened before. So they were insisting 
on flushing the tanks and stuff constantly during oh, production. Oh, that's annoying. And the tech crew was like, there's water running through all these pipes all the time. It's not stagnating. Like, we don't have to do that. And the studio's like, we don't care. Nobody's suing us. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. So we do it anyway. And it added, like, millions and millions of dollars and many, many months of production. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah this was one of the huge... This was that, That's one of the reasons th- this movie sounds, costs so much. That yeah, sounds very probably plausible. Probably a nightmare to make. Yeah, but movie. I mean, the stories I've heard have been like, added $50 million to the budget. And I'm like, I don't think it was that much money. It was an it's issue, just, but how big of an issue? Yes. One yeah. way or another, this movie is going to cost a fortune. But sure. seventy million in 1998 for this that movie—that was, that was big it. money. It's fucking crazy. That was big money. I big mean, money. Yeah. That's a. Huge I mean, this was a year after Titanic cost two hundred million, and people were like, "That's fucking insane." Yeah. So just <laughs> within sh- within shooting distance of that four hard rain, the hour thirty, yeah. the ninety-six minute Christian Slater movie. You know, that's wild. Anyway, like but I it said, made twenty million, so it was a huge, yeah, a huge bomb. bomb. I'm going to give it three and a half juds, like I said. No Douglases. Yeah, I'll give it a half a Douglas for Mark Ralston's penthouse letters of penthouse line. <laughs> that was nasty. But I mean, yeah, it's where there's theori- worse shit. All theoretically, yeah. Yeah, uh, and I'm gonna give it. Uh, oh my god, I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. Uh, floating coffin. Damn, Damn I was it. just thinking that. We were, we were all, all thinking, thinking that. It. Son of a bitch. It was such a great. It was such a great shot. It was. <laughs> <laughs> when I watched the movie, I was like, "That's gonna be." I'm doing the floating coffin. It's fucking cool. Um. I'm gonna give it four. I'm gonna give it four. Okay. Of course, I honestly like as much fun as I had watching it. Would like to go a little like four and a half, but I've only seen it the once. I need to right. like this that. is I your first save viewing. That. It's my first viewing. Wow. I gotta save the four and a halfs for stuff that I'm a little bit more sure because I might watch. The, I mean, I might just be so not. I was just not expecting this. <laughs> I already signed I you up so to get blown. a hard rain tattoo. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but we'll never get to see it. <laughs> never. <laughs> wow, what a cool tattoo! It's Everybody really cute looking. and sexy though. <laughs> <laughs> it better be. How could it not be, you know, with hard rain? It's going to be on your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, you, should, I, you should get one that's just text. and It says mother crossed out and then hard rain. <laughs> <laughs> that's cute and sexy. <laughs> I t- I'm telling you, I love it. I, I, I would like to go higher, but I just got to be sure. I'm, I'm sure I'll watch this movie again within the next year. He's guarding his uh, heart. And I can be a little bit more. I can be a little bit more conclusive about it. But I'm, I'm telling you, man. Especially if you don't see it coming. If you like the idea of an action movie that takes place in a flooded town, this is exactly that, and they do everything right. I'm surprised that, that you hadn't encountered this one before. I would have told you. Yeah, yeah. I you just you think you, you told think, him. You just think you know Hard Rain for some reason. Yeah. Nobody gave a fucking shit about I this know. movie. I know. It's so weird. <laughs> I'm it's you. awesome. Uh, um, I guess I'll give it a half Douglas for that um, rape scene, that attempted rape scene, and then I'm gonna give it ooh, a, uh, ten out of ten dead Asners. Oh damn. Oh man. All right. I am gonna give it four Juds. I really liked this, and I liked it more after talking about it with mm-hmm. you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it it utilizes everything how it should. It it doesn't fuck around with its pacing. It jumps us right into the action. It's it's a cool concept, and it's a lot of fun. Exactly what it says on the box. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna give it one Douglas for the the whole like rape thing, the whole rape thing, and then I'm gonna give it <laughs> twenty out of twenty. Years of eating shit for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner, dude. Just to, to just skip breakfast, man. Yeah. It only slows you down, anyways. <laughs> just eat shit for lunch and dinner, or a little snack. If you're gonna do it for 20 years. Uh, well, shit. There we go. We We're did it. Ready for the next one. Uh, we'll have, uh, I think, more news coming out on the next next episode. But we're working on 
uh, T-shirts. We're, we're going to do another live show coming up. Oh, so excited. I think we'll have a lot more information about that next time, but be ready for that. Uh, what are we doing for the next episode? Hold on. I'm, I'm looking it up on the yeah. group text here. Howie Bowie. Yes, Howie Bowie. Howie Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we were doing that before we started recording. Howie Bowie. It's uh, Barry the Lead. So, suggested by our good buddy Will Goss. Mm. Barry the Lead, uh, The Call, uh, The Rich Man's Wife, and Kidnap. All starring wow. Halle Berry. I'm excited. I think I've seen the call, but I haven't seen the other ones. It's a classic case of a person, of a, an actor who's been in a shitload, who's turned up a lot on this show, and then yeah. finally gets finally gets an entire episode of her own. So that's exciting. Uh, so tune in to that. Follow us on Instagram X, I guess, but who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> uh, definitely sign up for the Patreon. We're hitting 200 this year. I can feel it in my bones. Yeah, we want to get to 200. We're pretty far from there. I am on, yeah, but I believe in us. If ev- if everyone who loves and listens to us can tell another person about us and just let them know, under five bucks a month, you get a bunch of extra episodes. I'm on a couple of recent episodes with mm-hmm. the, with Kevin, the whole gang. Whole gang. Um, 100, 100 plus episodes, like 103 at this it's point. It's an embarrassment of riches, to be honest. For 450. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. I'm, embar- I'm really embarrassed with these riches, and I <laughs> humiliated by these riches. And I and I need you to put the the amount of a latte a I, month. Put a little stank on that Patreon coffee. for us. Just, with a, cup just a cup of coffee a month, you too can support us. Don't cry. You can put beer in the bellies of these three <laughs> Seattle <laughs> lower middle class guys. Uh, Till next time. Yeah, is that all we got? I yeah. think that's it. That's it. Rate us on rate us on uh, iTunes. Yeah. The kill is suspensing us. Yeah. Yep. The kill is suspensing us. Bye. Bye.